From Champaign, Illinois, this is the Jumping the Rail Podcast with your hosts, Mark Redmond and Mike Nartolinas. Welcome to episode 16 of the Jumping the Rail podcast from Champaign, Illinois. This is Mark Redman, and I'm joined by my tag team partner who made out like a bandit with his botched t-shirt order today, uh, Mike Nargelinus Narge. Come on, man. 10 t-shirts for 50 bucks? 10 t-shirts, 50 bucks, pro wrestling tees. Couldn't find a single thing wrong with them, so their idea of botched and mine are very far apart, but... Uh, Great haul today. Not wearing one of my new ones. I do have uh, the reigning, defending women's champion from AEW on my shirt today, Miss Britt Baker. It got by on the skin of her teeth uh, this past weekend. Yeah, that match uh, that might be my least favorite match of the night. We talked about that, and we'll get more into it. But yeah. uh, I expected a little more out of them. I'm hoping the rubber match happens. I'm sure it will. You know, Thunder's got to get past Hirsch. Yeah, Layla Hirsch, who had a great showing on the pre-show. Yeah, and she gets past her, they'll they'll wrestle uh, St. Patrick's Day week. I think yeah. the night before. So I, th- I think that's the anniversary of the Lights Out match. Uh, yeah, I think I read that. When that match is what maybe the best women's match they've had in AEW. Maybe the best women's match of the last five years in general. It was fant- It was awesome. Just really incredible. So, for everybody that uh, joined us on Sunday at the. Uh, for the pregame special we did on Facebook, thanks for joining us then, and we hope you're still with us. And we got into some uh, predictions for the Dynamite pay-per-view, or the Revolution pay-per-view. And some of them we got right, some of them we didn't. But uh, overall, a damn good pay-per-view in my book, Narge. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it was fun, start to finish, long night. Um, but, you know, it was worth it. I think the pacing was really well. Overall, I, you know, they didn't stack too much good stuff all at once. They kind of spread it out, um, and that really helped. And, I, you know, I was concerned for the main event following some of the bloodbaths that we mm-hmm. saw early on, but Paige and Cole really made it work. I mean, just yeah. – but, but those are two of the best workers in the entire company when it comes to ring work, so. Yeah, the nothing seemed rushed on the show. It kind of reminded me of an old – like, if you watch those old shows, like from Texas Stadium, from World Class – with. There's the mix of different styles of matches. You had your legends in there. You had your surprises. And uh, let's just start from the beginning. We got probably the biggest one that we got wrong was that uh, triple threat tag team match. Yeah. The uh, Bucks, Red Dragon, and Jurassic Express. We were convinced that we were going to have new champions. We were. And, you know, kudos to Mindy Elam, who called in on Sunday. She called Lucha uh Jurassic Jurassic Express. She got it right. <laughs> she got it right. She did, and she she argued her point that they didn't need the titles for the storyline. Yeah. And after Sunday, I, I think I agree with her that they don't necessarily need the titles. There's enough friction between the groups now. Yeah. Um, you know, the Adam Coles kind of caused some chaos between them that I don't yeah. think the belt's necessary. Plus, with Don Callis coming out in that pre-show, kind of stoked the fire a little bit between Cole and Kenny. When yeah, Kenny comes back and Callis. I don't. I don't even know if they mentioned that during the main part of the show, 
but that was only that was the that was the pre-show. That was the buy-in, yeah. And I don't know if they ever mentioned that during. I don't remember the, the actual pay-per-view. So, which is which is curious. You know, I'm not sure why they wouldn't do that. Maybe that maybe that'll be talked about tomorrow night. But. Maybe yeah. But uh, yeah, so that one of the better matches tonight was that three-way. Uh, what was your match of the night, Narge? Oh, hands down, Punk and MJF. Agreed. Just from so the, so the two premier names. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the, they, the they hottest had, feud going right now. Yeah, they had the best build up, the hottest feud, everything from Punk coming out to the old Ring of Honor. Oh, that was so cool. Uh, entrance, which I didn't know, you knew right I, away. I marked out hard for that one. So you you are clearly <laughs> you're a longtime Ring of Honor fan. I I knew the gear, like I knew the look, and that was that yeah. was awesome. But you didn't know the music though. I didn't know the music. had no, I hadn't a clue what he was doing. So, yeah. and I thought that was great. I really enjoyed the fact that we finally finally got the Wardlow kind of face turn at the end there. And I thought yeah. it was great the way he did it. It was very entertaining. It showed that he's got some personality, I thought, too. Yeah, you the way know? he was, like, looking through his yeah. pockets and then shrugged a little bit. And just uh, kind of some of the facial expressions and stuff like that. And I think, you know, he didn't necessarily help Punk. He just nope. let Punk know, here's he put, hey, the ring. Him. You know, I found it. <laughs> <laughs> but that match, I mean, just as much, if not more blood than Punk spilled last week. And I think yeah. that's, that was necessary. A lot of folks complained about the amount of blood. Again, I don't have a problem with it. I thought no. the two matches that used it were the matches that yeah. needed it. Well, you know the old saying, red makes green. So That's what I'm saying. You get a little color, <laughs> you'll, you'll get a little extra money in the gate. But uh, now the dog collar match was great. It lived up to the hype, which they don't often do in AEW with those big blood feud main event kind of matches. Because uh, remember last year's revolution was the exploding barbed wire train wreck. <laughs> yeah. Dwayne is proud. He got it right. Uh, we'll we'll listen hey, to you gloat in two weeks, son. Until then, just listen to a bro- us. A broken clock is right, right twice, twice a day. day. Right? I haven't drank enough yet. So, <laughs> so we talked about the dog collar. Let's talk about uh, Chris Jericho. We're going to see him in concert in about a month or so, but he had a really good match with Eddie Kingston. Took the loss. Yeah, hard took hitting. A, took a loss by tap out, which really surprised me. Yeah, I know. That, that was a shocker. I didn't expect him to tap out. No. Um, I think we all know where he's going with this, you know, oh, yeah. no, no handshake. I'm really looking forward to the promo tomorrow night. Oh yeah. And I, good. this may be where he busts out that thing I mentioned on the special Sunday episode. Oh. He's trying to trademark the sports entertainer thing. And I think some of the interviews he's get, he's been given, he's kind of defended that title sports entertainer. So I yeah. think that's what's coming Wednesday night. Him and Eddie, I don't think are done yet. I'm, no. You know, we've got, we may have especially, something else. Especially with Santana Ortiz in the mix. I yeah. think there's more work to be done there. But <laughs> Jericho can call himself a sports entertainer. He's got to stop that <clears throat> GFY stuff. Yeah, that I, that didn't get over like I think he no. thought he, would. He's doing G- go fuck yourself? He's made a catchphrase out of the letters GFY, trying to sound like a hit millennial, but he's... He's doing it on a show where they pretty much curse every segment already. So GFW, just, go find a yak? So just by giving the initials, he already looks, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It, it sounds like your dad trying to be hip. Yeah. Well, I've always had a problem with, with So Jericho cuts great promos. The issue I have, though, is he relies heavily on cursing lately. You know, he's usually the guy who has to drop shit in every single promo. He's always like, shit. That's not cursing. Shit. That's just a bodily function. Well, yeah. It, the way he does it, he tries to use it to come across, again, as hip or cool. Or, 
Yeah. And it's not needed in every single promo. Jericho's great at a lot of things. He's not an edgy guy, no matter how much leather he wears. But uh, <laughs> but no, that was a damn good match. Like you said, they're not done yet. The, hey, uh, what, who are we interviewing shortly? Because I think we're getting listeners already. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, we're still kind of new at this, folks. But yeah, we got a, a special guest calling in in about, about 20, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, give or yeah. two. Uh, we got the uh, Loco Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, the King of Thick Style, Sam Stackhouse, going to be calling in talking with us. And he's been making a lot of noise lately in, uh, on the indies. Yeah, he's a bad, bad man. If you all check the event, you can find a Zoom login, and you guys are welcome to go there. Just make sure to turn down the speaker in the house and all that. But yeah. maybe you get a chance to talk to him yourselves. Right. Or if you got questions you can't get a Zoom, just put it in the comment thread on the uh, on the event here. We and will we'll get figure them, it out. We'll get him read off there. But we're looking forward to that. He's going to be cool to talk to. That'll be fun. Yeah, he's got quite a following on the Internet. I know we posted this up. Like and then all of a sudden. Nobody, since, nobody before him has even no. started to make people care as like far, he has. As far as guest goes, he this episode's been shared out more than any others. Yeah. And we're talking. I mean, we had Bill Alfonso. We had Alex Cologne, yeah, Kevin Gill. So we've had some, some names out there. And I yeah. think, you know, Sam has an underground following. That says a lot about him as yeah. a person, I think. Yeah, to have people like people him in as your a human. corner, exactly. Oh, yeah. So all the interactions I've had, he's been great. So we're looking forward to having him on. And he's not the only local wrestling guy we've got coming in the next few weeks, Narge, because on we broke this on our jump on our uh, jumping the rail pregame special Sunday on April fifth. We got Ninja Mac gonna be calling in. Ninja Kamikaze Mac, and then uh, April nineteenth, another GCW guy. We got Gringo Loco gonna be calling in talking with us after. i'm looking forward to talking to him yeah he'll he'll have a lot of stuff to talk about because he's running the uh world of lucha show at the collective he just did a shot in triple a over the weekend yeah he's kind of he's kind of been all over the place uh that world on lucha show is really starting to stack up i saw that they just announced psychosis yeah, uh, the think, other day and kennigan is yeah there. johnny johnny caballero they yeah call johnny caballero or whatever I, he's always got something going on um, but no, I look forward to talking to him. Let's, let's talk about the main event from okay, Sunday. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, in about 20 minutes, we'll bring Sam in and then, uh, we'll get rolling. But until then we got a few minutes to kill. We're, we're still breaking down this pay-per-view. The uh, main event, Adam won. Big surprise. Let's go Adam. <laughs> yeah. I, the fans thought they were being so <laughs> clever. But, I didn't uh, say Brandon. No. <laughs> <laughs> no politics, just wrestling. But, uh, yeah, great match, Paige and Cole. And, uh, yeah, I think we all expected Cole to, to win the belt. I did. Well, you know, and I wanted him to win until he came out in that ridiculous outfit he had on. I don't – he looked like he looked, a stormtrooper. He looked like a halo reject. Yeah. That was – I looked – I'm like, why has he got them shoulder pads on? He looked like a generic road warrior. Welcome to 1991. It, yeah, it was, it was, I don't know, it was weird. And then yeah. Paige came out in his rainbow outfit. From, I, but from what I understand, they had kind of talked about this on a BTE episode. It was, it was kind of a Young Bucks inspired outfit yeah. or something I read. I, I, I don't saw know. that too. Yeah. But no, a uh, hard hitting match, you know, a lot of false finishes. It could have gone either way at any time in that match. You had the, uh, had the run ins. Dark Order came out, the uh, ran off Red Dragon. But, uh, and we kept thinking the cameraman had something to do. From what I read, I don't know if anybody saw this, the uh, very tall, muscular cameraman with a mask on 
apparently he's there all the time. Somebody said he was an indie in Nashville, but we just happened to see him. I guess his eyes kind of reminded me of Cesaro. So I kind of assume that and I, maybe I put too much focus on that as the show went on. Yeah, I <laughs> we watched it at your house. Yeah. With your boys. And yeah, you kept looking at that cameraman like waiting for something to happen. And it didn't. I mean, we got some surprises. We yep. got two solid uh, surprises. I was thrilled with the uh, surprise during the Mox Danielson match with the arrival of William Regal, who I've said the last couple of weeks he needs to be in, involved with Danielson doing whatever yeah, they're going to do. And, the, and he, I mean, just, man, he lit a fire up under that crowd's ass, didn't oh, yeah. he? I mean, that match was already intense, and they popped even more. Yeah, Him getting in Moxley's face and rubbing foreheads together I thought was Oh yeah! Awesome. He's got the blood on his face. Somebody said it was it was an angry dad coming home and seeing his two sons arguing. <laughs> I've actually had that same look when I've came in the living room yeah. and saw Kyler and, and Murray. And I'm sure your dad's had that look when you were younger. And oh yeah, I think we all had. And it. when your sister was beating your ass. That's it. Yep. That was <laughs> it. She's stomping a mud hole in me. So, <laughs> but uh, it's cool. Uh, apparently, uh, Regal's gonna be on an off-camera role too in AEW since they brought him in. Uh, they haven't said. I think they've got him listed as one of the coaches on their website. Yeah, which is which is big. Can't go wrong with that at no, all. Hell no. I'm curious to see where this Moxley Danielson thing goes. Obviously, Mox is still a face. Danielson's got that heel. Regal, I mean, got a face pop. So, is you think it's a long term tag team, or do you think there's more to it? Man, it's hard to tell this early. And, and again, I are, are they going to form a group, or are they going to stay a tag team? There's so many guys they could bring into the group. We, we talked about this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we went into detail on this one. They can bring in the young guys, bring in some of the other former WB guys that haven't gotten really a fair shake, like a Cesaro, you know? So, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Jonathan, Claudio Castagnoli. Jonathan Gresham is yeah. out there still. So, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see where it goes. All I know is, you know, Tony Khan had said Revolution would start new storylines, and I really think that's kind of where we're heading. I mean, yeah. that, some things ended. And other things, they have, got some things cooking. You know, are still are still rolling, yeah. but Wednesday should be very interesting. Yeah. So I want to run something past you. Moving on a little bit from the pay per view, uh, Tony Khan, everybody knows, bought Ring of Honor, announced it last Wednesday. He broke the news yesterday. I might have been Sunday during the press conference that he's going to be taking the booking duties for Ring of Honor. I think that's a mistake. I and I agree. You know, Tony is doing a great job on AEW. I have no problems with that. He's doing a, a fine job. A uh, fantastic job. I did, nobody could do it better. Um, not you. Uh, so, but with Ring of Honor, so he's got Ring of Honor. He's got the football club. I, he does a little bit with the Jaguars. It, the iron is in too many fires at this point. Yeah. And he has enough people around him, smart, intelligent people, right. that could help book Ring of Honor. I mean, you have Arn Anderson. You've got Dean Malenko. Jerry Lynn was a former Ring of Honor world champion. Jerry Lynn. They got... Well, the theory is Cody still. Yeah, and I, th I still think around. Cody's hovering around. So, um, I you know I don't know. I just I think I hope he doesn't take it all on. I'm I, I know he said that, but he's got to have some advisors of some kind. And I I wouldn't do. I don't think I'd do any active talent. I think that's the problem he ran into early on with the Bucks and Cody and Omega. Right, There's right, too right. many too many voices in his ear. Lean on some of these. Other guy. What about Jake? Jake Roberts. Yeah. I mean, there's a mind for the business Tully? right there. They got Tully. Just... Tully. Taz. I mean, there's just so many right. you could. Jim Ross is there. Yeah. Could you transition Jim Ross out of the commentator role and maybe into a booker role? It's possible. So, I mean, 
he has options that are much better than himself. Yeah. And also, uh, I don't know if you listened to Busted Open today, Narge. Kerry uh, Silken, the former owner, uh, ambassador for Ring of Honor, was on. And they announced he is actually going into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame as the Legacy Award winner. I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. So congratulations uh, to Kerry. He's a guy I'd love to have on here sometime. He'd be fun. Did you see the quote he gave about uh, people in Ring of Honor and how they kind of gave him attention? I don't see, think he, I saw it. He said that Ring of Honor deserved more than half a blowjob. <laughs> okay, I did, hear, I did hear him say that. And I, you because know, he was nervous about saying, he's like, I hope you can swear yeah, on I me. hope I can say this. So, Which <laughs> is true. You know, Ring of Honor deserves attention. A lot of people, there were some people that came out over the weekend once Tony signed, oh, big deal, Ring of Honor, nobody right. watches that. The thing is, is you watch Ring of Honor, you just don't realize it. Anytime you turn on Impact, WWE, all these companies have been touched by Ring of Honor at some yeah. point, okay? Some of the most popular guys in the business right now got their start or really built their brand in Ring of Honor. Yeah. So, and some a quote Kerry said today stuck out talking about Ring of Honor situation. He said more than once that Ring of Honor is in better shape today than they were a week ago, which is a great way to look at it because I mean, I, I know I say critical things about Tony Khan usually with good reason, but he, I think he will do right by Ring of Honor as opposed to what Sinclair Broadcasting did. No, I think so. CM Punk seems to be really high on it. I don't know yeah, if you heard the too. post uh, scrum fight scrum the other night, but he flat out said that he'd rather Tony own it than Vince, and he said it was yeah. going to be one of the two. Right. Uh, Punk's big complaint was he's not getting paid for WWE Network, so it sounds like yeah. some of these guys may see some royalties from Tony buying Ring of Honor. Whether that happens or not, who knows? I'll tell you what. If it doesn't happen, I mean, then then you've got another you know can of worms to deal with. Right. But, right. Uh, Punk. You know, he's very outspoken. He, he Again, he's one of those guys that doesn't mind pissing people off. So, yeah. So, I don't know where our producer disappeared off to. Maybe uh, had some business to tend to. So, we got, actually, our guest is in the waiting room as we speak. So, once we get Marco back, we're going to bring Sam in, not uh, worry about a break. We'll just kind of get him on early. Get huh? right so down to business. Good. But until Marco comes back in, because I don't know how to use his computer, uh, I'm not a smart man when it comes to oh, technology. Right. Well, let's. You know, I, the only other thing I'd like to talk about from Sunday is that ladder match. Ah, uh, the ladder match. Poor Orange Cassidy. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, Keith Lee comes out there and he's out of shape. And uh, yeah, it didn't do much in the match. But what he did do was hurt, you know, one of AEW's favorite, favorite guys. Yeah. I mean, it was a rough throw. I don't remember particular who was outside supposed to was catch him. Was Starks, it and, Starks and Christian. Okay, so you throw <laughs> him to the two, mistake. yeah, to the two tiny, injury-prone gentlemen. Yeah, um, Wardlow looked great in the match. Oh yeah, you know he came out like a million bucks. Yeah. I thought so. Hobbs had some shine to him. Uh, I thought there were some questionable decisions to make, which is uh, putting uh, Starks through the ladder with his neck problems. Yeah, that was weird, uh, and. You know, I, I don't know if the ladder was supposed to break. It it, it was a very odd bump there. Um, man, Keith Lee's got to do something, though, Mark. I, yeah. I, I, again, I'm not trying to body shame anybody. We're big dudes. Yeah, we're chunky. And he looks bi- <laughs> he looked bigger last night than he did when he debuted two weeks ago. I mean, I, I don't know. He he still showed some signs of old Keith Lee. He was able, he did the, the big leapfrog and then. Yeah, but, but the athleticism is still there. Just he doesn't have the wind. 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's not going to be able to last as long. And there were people on the internet today saying that AEW's already uh, missed missed an opportunity with him by how they booked him. He's only been there three weeks. Right. It's, I, it's still early. I'm the big complaint was Vince Russo. So take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> I guess Keith Lee wrestled uh, J.D. Drake on Rampage maybe last weekend, which J.D. Drake's a, you know, he's a big name on the indies. Russo said, I don't know who that is, bro. So, but I guess Lee and Drake went to 12 minutes and it took Lee some work to get him done. Right. And Russo had a problem with that. Well, so do you want to bring Keith on and just let him mow guys over like Hook's doing? You can only have so many guys who are just mowing guys right. down. That's Wardlow's That's gimmick. That's Wardlow's gimmick. So, you know, I, again, putting Keith in the ladder match, maybe that wasn't the best decision. Maybe Keith should have came on and wrestled Sammy and took the belt. Then you let yeah. Wardlow and Keith battle. Then you get the, the big boys the, down the road. Yeah, and Keith thrives with the big guys. I mean, we saw what he'd do with Dijakovic in NXT. Yeah. Uh, working with War Machine in Ring of Honor with uh, when he was teaming with Shane Taylor, you know? I wish I wish War Machine was still War Machine and not you know thumping their chest. And well, that's a, pretending to be Vikings. That's an issue for another time. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if Ray Rowe was pretending. He seems like he's a pretty grizzled fellow. In uh, uh, that's that's Mister Logan, right? Uh, yeah, Sarah Logan. Yeah, right. I know. I think they. I think they even got married in like some sort of. It was like a Viking Viking ceremony, yeah. ceremony or something. Yeah. Um, but overall, I mean, the show, I don't know, out of five stars, I'd give it three and a half. It, was, it wasn't perfect by any means. I'd say three and a half. There were, there was some very high stuff. Like you said, didn't care for the six man. Um, you know, but overall it was fun. It was fun. I, they yeah. got to shorten it though. I yeah. they could have cut a match or two out. I think. Yeah. I, I, I'd agree with that. All right. Our producer's back. All right. Are we good to go? Uh, so we're going to dispense with the break and we're going to go ahead and bring our, uh, our guest in because he's very punctual. Uh, so we are joined by the Goko Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, the King of Thick Style from, I believe you call him from Oklahoma, Sam Stackhouse. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're great. Thanks for coming on, man. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> so, like I said, you're calling from Oklahoma because we, uh, we had a discussion trying to figure out what time zone we were both going to be in yesterday. Because uh, the same one. Well, we know that now. <laughs> My wife said the same thing because she used to live in Texas. So you should have just asked me. But uh, Sam, there's uh, there's things that I'm very curious about, and the first thing is a show you guys got coming up, and that's the uh, dime bag in the bank. Did I see that right? Nope. Sam went on mute. Uh oh. Let's see if we can get him unmute. Sam, there he is. Oh, there I am. There you are. <laughs> so about this dime bag thing, let's hear about this dime bag thing. Hey, it, I, you know what I know. I saw, I saw them they posted the thing today, and I said it looks like it's going to be a real cool ladder match down there in, in Loco. And you know, down in Loco, they got to put the Loco twist on it. So that's where you get the dime we, bag. We talk, bank, I guess. We talking <laughs> dime bags because you know dime bags, or we're talking dime bags because of dime bag Daryl. I was definitely for the di the dime bags. All right, it's for the dime bags. Uh, Marco, yeah. our producer, doesn't know. You guys use the color green a lot on your logos and everything in local wrestling, from what I've noticed. Yes. So, yes. so Sam, a lot of our regular listeners aren't, honestly, not a lot to, to know about local wrestling or about you in general. Huh? So let's uh, start from the beginning, huh? man. Uh, were you a fan growing up? Oh yeah, I, I mean I've loved wrestling since I was a kid. My brother got me into it. The same old, same old stories every every wrestling fan. You know, I saw it when I was a kid and immediately fell in love with the larger than life characters, good guy versus bad guy. Wrestling has everything you want. 
<laughs> Especially as a kid. Yeah. So, <laughs> so who, yeah, I've been, I've been a fan. Been a fan my whole or since I can remember. Uh, finally got to get started going to like live shows when I was. I remember my first live show I was probably under twelve. And then once I once I got to experience experiences live, I was I was hooked. <laughs> nice. Who was your guy? Who who was the guy you always had to see? Say Hogan. Man, oh. <laughs> now see that was all that was all before me. Like I'm, I, <laughs> I'm gonna t- listen. He's younger than us. Everybody's gonna judge me. <laughs> Everybody's gonna judge me. But J- Jeff Hardy was my guy. Okay, right. like I my, like the first the first wrestling show I remember watching was an ECW pay per view. But like, and R- I remember RVD was one of the first like one of the first wrestlers I remember seeing. Like as like a, a kid where I can remember things. Like I saw wrestling before then, but like when I was old enough to actually watch it and remember it. There was a ECW pay for you was the first thing I ever watched. And then I saw Jeff Hardy jump off of stuff. And then I was so, <laughs> and then obviously I found Nick Foley. Cause I, I just like people who jump off of things. Yeah. yeah. Makes <laughs> sense. That's awesome. We had actually, you mentioned RVD. We had Fonzie. He was our very first special guest. And, uh, oh, wow. Talk, yeah. Talk I got, to, cool I got to meet him. Uh, I got to meet him about a, a month ago at the, at the Hammerstein show in New York. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that was, was pretty cool. That was an awesome <laughs> moment, but it doesn't surprise me you said Jeff Hardy. I mean, I think folks, oh, yeah. you know, from that era, that age, Jeff yeah. Hardy really influenced just a ton of kids, uh, you know, whether oh, yeah. he started yeah. in the backyard or looking to get trained or anything like that. I mean, and Je- the fact that he's still going and still oh, works yeah. the same as he did back then, it's but pretty he's still incredible. able to stand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and then after that, once once I started looking to wrestling, I found the big guys, and then Jeff Hardy was kind of – kind of dead to me so yeah <laughs> yeah i know once I, once i found bam, once i found bam bam and vader and, there and you go. guys and Yoko, like once, once i found them yeah all the little guys were they were over for me you Wait, said vader did, did he say got, vader yeah did he say vader oh. narge oh, uh, is now drinking yeah. a ceremonial terramana <laughs> to vader yeah uh narge <laughs> over here vader is his guy he, that's his favorite wrestler oh yeah time. yeah Oh, yeah, he's he's up there. Yeah, him, Bam Bam, and One Man Gang, all those guys. I love, oh, yeah. I love, I love Gang. I think my favorite out of all the big guys was probably Boss Man. Oh, when, yeah. In the oh big, yeah. In yeah. the Big Bubba and He's days. underrated, too, because I just underrated him. I didn't even add him on the list. And he, yeah, he gets underrated a lot because that dude – that dude was athletic. I mean, he was he could do some pretty crazy stuff, especially from back. He was definitely ahead of his time for sure. Yeah, I love the story Dusty told when he was working an enhancement with Tully, and he took the slingshot suplex, and then Dusty decided he had to book him from then on. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, just there's something like Narge and I both we were both drawn to the athletic big guys when we're watching oh, wrestling. Yeah. So I'd say I love, I love your, Va- I love your flares. I loved Rick rude, but Vader just to see him just intimidate. He's the kind of guy where, you know, you, you could pull him out of the ring and you're like, Hey, he's got my back. Yeah. And we'd met yeah, him a couple sure. years back before he passed. And I'd brought my son at the time. I think he was six to a show up in Chicago and Vader was the absolute nicest guy. He, he made sure the pictures were cool, picked my kid up. And I was like, that that wins me Power over when, you, when you're nice to the kids. That 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 means everything. So yep. now, Vader, now if I'm not mistaken, we've discussed Vader several times going to the Hall of Fame. Yep, yep. And, and he is going. Vince in. Is, yeah, well, they announced it officially, and the the running thought is Vince is going to be nominating. Is that right? Vince is going to put him in. No, no he's doing that, Taker. Vince is doing no, Undertaker. Yeah, he's, he's doing, doing Undertaker. That's right. Who's going to do Vader? They haven't said yet. Who do you think? I'd, be, I'd say Shawn Michaels or something like that. They had nice. some Normally, I would say Mick like, Foley, but I think Foley's kind of on uh, on the outs. He's not on the best terms. I read an article today, though, that there's a chance to give The Undertaker so much time at Mania, they may do something called 
um, a virtual induction where they'll show like a video. Uh-huh. Yeah, and just kind of let because yeah. I think the other rumor is Psycho Sid today, which again right. I'm a fan of. I think they ought to put Taker yeah. in and all some of Taker's rivals. Right. You mentioned so. Bundy before. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so that'd be cool. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting to see how that goes. But uh... and, and Vader, Vader lives up to all the stories too, because I, I I got I was lucky enough to be on a few shows with them. Oh yeah. And there was one guy like he was in a he was in a tag match, and he was tagging with my best friend, and one of the other guys had stiffed my buddy, and then that guy ended up coming back here like looking like Stan Hansen old or looking like looking like what Stan Hansen did to Vader. He was like holding his eyeball in his head. That's so. one of my favorite. <laughs> I don't. I'm but, sure you've seen the video, the one with him and Ken Shamrock. Where Shamrock kind of potatoes oh, Vader yeah. a couple of times, and yeah, Vader turns dude. and just drops them paws, and Shamrock's like, "Whoa!" Oh, yeah, dude, he was—he was like a real life bad dude. Yeah, <laughs> but he's also like he's also a sweet, sweet, sweet man too. Yep. At the same time, so he's a good dude. Yeah. When Jim Ross talks about soup bones with Undertaker's fists, he got nothing on Vader, I nope. think. <laughs> so Sam, uh, Oklahoma, yeah. born and raised. Yes, sir. I mean, I've li- I've lived different places, but I've yeah, it's, I've been ninety ninety eight percent of my life I've been here. What part of Oklahoma? Uh, right outside of Tulsa, I'm in a, a small town called Zapalpa. It's right, right outside of Tulsa. Cool, cool. Very do you, nice. uh, do you hear any of the music venues out there? Are you know the music stuff at all out there? Because uh, I lived in Texas for a while, and I'll tell you what, that red dirt sound, that Texas country, that's my thing. What are you into? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I like a lot of people say they listen to a little everything, but I, I for sure listen to a little bit of everything. Like my, my shuffles are always so eclectic, but I like, like I like country music. I, I don't like new country music. Tulsa like got uh, Canes Ballroom, so. right? Canes, that's in Tulsa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canes is in Tulsa. Now, have you ever done um, any events there? The, I know that they haven't had wrestling there since uh, I was like, so I was probably fourteen or fifteen. The last yeah. time they had wrestling there, I remember it's when they, they used to do a lot a of it because you had the. You had the guys yeah. out of Dallas that would come up there and uh, wrestle. Yeah, yeah. They they used to, when I was a kid they had it there all the time. And it's, yeah, it's been a long like the guy like the guys who trained me to wrestle were like rookies the last time that they wrestled at the Canes Ballroom. So, oh wow, <laughs> it's been yeah, it's been a long time. That's a legendary <laughs> room. Even got... up here, people know it. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. so Sam, uh, who did uh, you train with when you broke in? I trained at a, a local school called it was Compound Pro Wrestling. So I trained by some some local some local uh, Oklahoma guys. One named Shane Morbid, uh, the guy named Mike Stairwalt. They, those guys trained me. Uh, was, uh, Dutch Hagen. He's the one that I attribute mostly to because he's the one that actually taught me about wrestling. So nice, nice. You know, I, I didn't I didn't go to like the fancy school and all that nonsense. <laughs> but well, no, I don't say, I don't want to say nonsense. That's a good thing to do. But I didn't. Right. <laughs> so how long have you been in the business for? Started, uh, this is my 13th year started in 2009 nice nice just just as a matter of fact it's like it was march of 2009 when i started trading so, oh, wow. and i had my first match in october 2009 okay so, so uh, a little while <laughs> yeah so i'll admit uh the first i really saw of you was uh actually the match with uh dante leon from uh the loco yeah. gcw show so i'm a little mm-hmm. behind the curve but uh yeah man, oh, no, was... no that's that's it's that's how it's it's only it didn't take off for me until like the past six or seven months. So, right. Was that most, uh, most people didn't see me until then. <laughs> yeah. Was that about the time you worked Cardona in LA? Uh, it was the, that was actually the second GCW show. I, my first GCW show was uh, about a month before that down in Houston. Okay. And that, that's pretty, and then that was in uh, July. And that, that's pretty much when, that's whenever stuff started to take off. 
Right. It's been crazy since then. <laughs> so let's get into the Cardona deal. He had just had this huh? insane death match with Nick Gage and won the GCW yep. title. And we're big GCW guys on this show. We, yeah. we watch all the stuff. Yeah. So, so then he comes out and lays out this open challenge. Had like I'm assuming they came to you before the show and said, "Hey, you're gonna go and and do this with Cardona," and you got to interact that, with him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and when I say when I, when I say before, it was it was pretty close to literally right before the show. <laughs> so it it was yeah, but I mean it was it was just a, it was a great opportunity, and luckily it worked out worked out. I didn't go out there and look like a fool, so that's oh, no. good. <laughs> it was it was good stuff. I like the uh, the rough rider yeah. into the power bomb. But, Kind of got the got the. People oh yeah, out. yeah, like and, like and he was. I mean, and he was very like giving too, because I mean, he could have just. I mean, he could have just done whatever he wanted to do, and like he gave me, he made sure that I looked good too. So I appreciate that. Yeah, you couldn't have worked with a hotter guy in the business right now. Talk about somebody no. who took being released no, and just. I mean, Cardo, he totally transformed himself. He's a guy that I think you know could write his own check at this point if. AEW or WWE called again, but I don't think he wants to do that, which is cool. He's kind of a modern day Terry Funk. I don't want to say that out of disrespect, but I mean, he's, you know, Funk could go anywhere at any point and Cardona right now could. We talked about the other day. I'd like to see Cardona and Ultimo Dragon at uh, Joey Janelle's spring break. They all got all the belts. Just bring all their belts with them. Yeah, no, he, he's, he's and he's a great dude too. I mean, he's, uh, he's and yeah, he, I don't think he wants to go back there right now. He's, he seems like he's having the the little bit I've been around him, he seems like he's having the time of his life right now. Yeah, the most I've ever seen him succeed is when he just takes it into his own hands. It goes back to when he was doing yeah. the internet, the YouTube show on what was it, yeah. ten years ago? Yeah, it's yeah. Like when he yeah. bets on himself. And that, I mean, that is the same thing there. He went, he went out. I mean, he they weren't doing anything with him, so he went and did it. He went and did it himself. And then they didn't have it. And then he was undeniable. They didn't have a choice to do oh, yeah. except to do stuff with him. And he did the same thing. Now he came out. He came back out and joined the Indies and stuff. And he and he made sure that everyone knew that he was back there and he's and he's doing stuff that that other people just aren't doing and it's working out for him. Yeah, and you brought up the Hammerstein. You, now we had Kevin Gill on like a week before GCW ran the Hammerstein, but you're the first person we've uh-huh. gotten to talk to after that show happened. What was the mm-hmm. atmosphere like there, like when you came out for that match? Man, it was <laughs> that place was nuts. Like I. I hate because the like the the pay per view like the sound in that place didn't come across well for some reasons because I mean that place was shaking it was insane and it was just I mean it was just a good good like a fantastic thing to be a part of because like I've told this I've said this many times anybody anybody who will hear me like I was I got to be in like a room where there was thousands of people living a dream because even even Cardona that was the first time he'd ever wrestled in that building like so like arguably the biggest guy on the on the show like that was the first time he'd ever been there. I'm glad so, you. I'm I mean, glad you met. Just, oh, I'm sorry, bud. Go ahead. Yeah, oh, I, I was saying it was it was it was a special and like obviously that was my, that, I mean that was something that I never I never thought that I would ever rest or be involved at the Hammerstein. I never thought I'd go to New York City. So like up until I went to Vegas, like it had been I was nine years old in like 1990 something. The last time I went on an airplane. So, <laughs> like, and then the past few like it's just, like I said it's just been nuts. But like just to be a part of that show. And like the atmosphere there, like it was, it was just great. Like as I said, there, there was there was fans from all over the world there. There was people from Australia, the UK. There was people from everywhere, and that that's just crazy. And uh, like I said, it was just it was just awesome to be a part of that because I was in a room full of people living dreams. There's fans living dreams. There's wrestlers living dreams. I mean, camera people. I mean, everybody. It was just it was awesome. 
It was so, and it was, it was so cool. I feel like, you know, Mark and I, we kind of got into GC. I've been in GCW for the last couple of years. I introduced it to Mark and mm-hmm. we've been on board ever since. And I'm glad you mentioned the sound because you're right. It didn't come across that way. But if you watch some of the videos, you can just see yeah. how crazy. I mean, even when Nick came out at the yeah. end, when Nick came out, it wasn't as loud on the TV, but the people were losing their minds on the building. I was on, I was on the stage when he came out and I did and full transparency. I didn't even know. I didn't know it was coming out because they did it. They did a damn good job at hiding them all day. Cause I, I didn't have any, any clue. And I was backstage. I so like <laughs> I was staying on the stage. And as soon as, as soon as he came out like that, like, like the walls were shaking, like it, it was insane. We've been, the apart. walls were shaking. The earth was quaking. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, man. It was nuts. We were a part of that in Chicago at the war game show, myself, Mark, mm-hmm. and then my son, who at the time was nine. So we always tell everybody now, you know, we got gang jumped. We were, we were initiated into the MDK yeah. gang because we were right there and there's nothing like it. That may be the best entrance in oh, pro yeah. wrestling. I've, is. I've never been a beach ball before, but <laughs> getting tossed around. Well, I don't know, man. I beg to differ. Hey, You'd be nice. I mean, you float in water, right? Crazy for him. I mean, but it was cool. You were you were in a match with. I mean, it was just a who's who in that match. I mean, X Pac came out. uh, Virgil comes out. You know. I mean, it it was just that. That was so cool. And then you you got a big time spot in that match. And I, you know, I think that really, if that didn't help anything, I mean, it had to. It had to have bumped up some of those likes on the Facebook page. So. Oh yeah, well, yeah, no. I mean, all, all this stuff has been like I said since the past. I guess it's been about seven or eight months now. But the past, the past, not very long has just been like since I, I took that first. Or I got that first GCW match, and since then it's just been a snowball because it was that first one, then the then New York or then uh, Vegas and then New York, and it's yeah, it's just it's definitely been crazy. I mean, that's all I'm talking to you guys all because of GCW and stuff. So I mean, yeah, it's it's been nuts. Do you have anything lined up with them for WrestleMania weekend at the Collective? Yeah, yeah, I'm um, on the Saturday at seven thirty. I know for sure. Uh, which show? And then I've got I've got a bunch of others. I got I've got a bunch of other shows around now. But as far as the collective, I know I'm on at least one. <laughs> which which company is that one? Do you know? That's the uh, un uh, unsanctioned pro. Oh, unsanctioned pro. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. awesome. I, 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 I always get I always get them and un, I always get them and undisputed confused. So <laughs> I always got to think about it before I say it. <laughs> Easy to do. We did a show Sunday, and I told folks, you know, WrestleMania weekend it, it's it's big for WWE, but it's huge for the independent yeah. companies. One hundred percent. Yeah. It's just there's a so whole many, lot of events, right? A whole lot. Yeah. I mean, GCW oh, yeah, controls a, yeah. a, a huge part of that weekend, um, and Joey Janela's kind of the ringleader he's the ringleader of the whole thing and i think you know kudos to him he's he's really done a lot for independent wrestling and i don't think he gets enough credit he's done a lot for me so 100 percent kudos for him (laughs) i I love i love the bad boy i've been a supporter since day one so so i'm gonna throw he's the the one he's the one that saw my he's the one that saw my clips and and uh sent him to or he got me at gcw in the first place so i'm gonna I'm going to throw it out thank, to the thank uh, you, real quick. And uh, if anybody's got a question for Sam Stackhouse, uh, throw it Let's in the see comments. Him. Especially you, Jerry Denton, who apparently loves Stackhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's a new name, and I think he's a new listener. So welcome uh, welcome to the show. Yes, definitely. So I have to ask, <laughs> because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of, it just sticks out. Hornswoggle at the Hammerstein was yeah. there, were there any nerves there? Wait, wait. Is this the guy that, like, did that thing to him? Yeah. Oh, my God. 
Marco's yeah, not as me. big a fan as we are. <laughs> that poor guy had to be on a stage in Bloomington, Illinois a week later. Did he make it? Yeah, that's more like a month <laughs> he's later. Fine. He's fine. <laughs> I think Marco heard it. I was say, I think Marco's not heard it worse than I did. <laughs> yeah, no, there was oh there was nerd. I get ner- I get nervous like I'm a few months ago, I hate to keep saying it, but a few months ago I was I was wrestling in front of fifteen people in Oklahoma in a tiny town somewhere. So I, like being at, just being there, like it still doesn't seem real. Like I, my brain, in my brain, I haven't, I haven't even processed back the first GCW shows. Not, I, I not and not even GCW. I, I got local because of GCW. I've gotten all kinds of all kinds of shows down in Texas because of that. I've gotten to wrestle people that I never thought that I was going to get to wrestle. Like I wrestled Jacob Fatu last week. That was a dream match that I never ever thought would happen. Oh, we're I definitely going to be talking and about that. Was that was crazy. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, so Sam? let's just. Hey, uh, yeah. Sam, Jerry Denton. And I'm, he wants to know when you're going to do a death match. Oh, uh, April 30th in Houston, Texas. I have, oh. I'll be in a death match tournament. Oh, in nice. Houston, Texas, so you say? Is that for a local? Yep. yep. Now, I know it's, it's for a place called Wrestle Rave. Okay. But they run, they run in the same building as Loco. There you go, Jerry. <laughs> I got you. Is it April always, 30th. Is it always Houston, that cold in there? Oh. Do what? Is it always that cold in that building? Because the show I watched no, it was like 30 degrees and... At the door oh, was, April 30th yeah, in that, Houston, Texas, unless they have ice cubes on them, it's going to be like 97. Yeah, everywhere. It's, it's usually the other way. It's been weird in Texas lately because it's usually not like that at all. Right. But yeah, that, that light where I wrestled Dante at the GCW show, that was brutal. We, I couldn't put my feet back in that match. It was, it was brutal and it was below freezing. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it's in the same place, but in April, it'll, it'll be, it'll be nice. In there. But I mean, so far they, they've announced John Wayne Murdoch's in that, so. That's going to be crazy, nice. and then there's a bunch of other Texas people that they have they haven't announced yet. So we, we've got heat with just Murdoch. Announced we got heat with Murdoch because he uh, whacked our buddy Uh-oh. Kevin Gill with the light tubes <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Ooh, I forgot about that. He sure did too. That looked rough. <laughs> Plus we I've had had, I've had Alex Cologne also. So I don't even show. know. Yeah. I don't even know. I've never been hit with a light tube, so we'll see how that works. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All kinds of new adventures for you. So let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about Goko wrestling with you, Sam, because like I said, I'm brand yeah. new to it. I know probably a lot of the, we're, we're out of central Illinois. I'm sure it doesn't get a lot of attention with the wrestling fans around here. So just kind of talk about Goko, the, some of the wrestlers and just like the, uh, I don't know. Talk to us about the promotion. Right. Right. Thank you, Mark. Well, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm still new there. My first, like I, I've, I've only wrestled on two local shows so far, like that are just local shows. Cause I've been on, I guess technically, if you look at it, if you look at it four, because the very first show I went down there for was GCW versus Loco, but it was the first one back in July. Okay. And then I've done, uh, I wrestled a guy named Mysterious Q in September mm-hmm. at Loco. And then uh, I wrestled for the number one contendership against a guy named Raxo, a Colombian dude, super great. And then the next match was against Dante for the title. Nice. nice. <laughs> So I, I'm, I, but it's it's honestly it's a, it's a fantastic place. I mean, the fans down there in Houston have made me feel like I mean I've only wrestled. That was my fifth, when I won the title. That was my fifth time ever even wrestling in Houston. Oh wow! In my entire life. Nice. So like wow, I, I'm, nice. I'm I'm just wow. I'm brand new down in yeah. Texas, and I and I've beat and I like I've got to wrestle and I've got and I've beaten like they they just put out last week like the top ten or the top nine in Texas. And not only that, I've wrestled, I've wrestled three of them, but I beat three of them on the list already. Awesome. And I've just now, been, I just got into Texas. My, my, that first GCW show was only my second time ever wrestling in Texas, period. Nice. Well, and like, and like the local fans have just taken, like they've taken me in as one of their own. And I, like, I can't, I cannot talk about local 
enough. I love that place. The promoter, Jaime, he is fantastic. One of the best promoters I've ever, ever worked for. Like he, he, like he cares about what the, like the, the fans basically, they are, I don't want to say in control at Loco, but I mean, they know that that's like, they're just as, they're just as important as the rest of us are now. Loco, the fans are. Yeah. So, uh, the way, the way to, way to be successful at Loco is you got, if the fans like you, you're going to be successful because if you don't, if the fans don't like you, that's the type of crowd that's, it's a, that's why GCW fits down, fits in so well when they go down there. Cause it, I mean, it's basically just like a miniature GCW crowd. And I mean, it's not even much more, much miniature that place. I mean, every time I've been in that building, it sells out. Nice. It's crazy down there. But uh, they have, I mean, they always have show, They always have great shows. Um, I'm wrestling Carlito at the next show. Um, they've got, they bring in some uh, luchadors from down in Mexico for the next one. They got, I mean, it's just a crazy place. That's where Ninja Mac and Dante Leon both came from. Yeah. The match that got them discovered by the same guy that, that, that got me on all these better shows was Joey Janela. And he saw, he saw a match from Loco between Ninja Mac and Dante Leon. Yeah. And now Ninja Mac just won a title in Germany the other day. Yeah. I saw that. So, yeah, he's yeah, so I mean, Loco, Loco spitting out, I mean, Loco spitting out some, some fire talent from down there. And like I said, it's just, there was a, there was a bonfire set up in the parking lot at the last show. <laughs> that like, it's cause it, I mean, when you're going to Loco, when you're going to this venue, it is, it, it's interesting to say the least. Cause it's, you have to drive down this alley and to, to get to the venue. And it's just a big metal building. Like it's not, it's not a high class venue or anything like that, but some of the matches that have taken place in that building are, I mean, there's, there's, there's matches that are taking place in that building that can hold up against matches in, in Hammerstein or Madison Square Garden. I swear. Oh, like yeah. there's been some guys down there, like just killing, absolutely killing Texas right now. Is It's not just loco. It's everything in Texas is going crazy right now. Yeah. I, and just uh, wrestling in general, wrestling in general is on an uptick, which is just awesome for everybody. Yeah. I actually watched that match. You were talking about with mysterious Q on YouTube not too long ago. Yeah. And, uh, he's, uh, just very. Imp- I haven't seen anything of him before that match, but he really stood out to me, just with his with his ability in the ring. So just talking. Yeah, that about- man made me feel things I've never felt before. <laughs> so, like, I mean, he picked, he picked, he took steps. He took like four steps with me on his back, like electric chair, electric chair style. Oh wow! And I've never felt that before. Like I was just laying there, powerless to do anything. I've never ever felt that before. Narch Narch knows all about somebody just laying there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've never Narge had anybody married. strong enough to make me feel that way. Yeah, like it's insane. Like I was like, I was like, man, is this what everybody feels like when I pick them up? Like I felt bad for it. I was like, this feels like it's weird. I mean, maybe it's because I'm not used to it, but that was just so weird. <laughs> but yeah, that I can't like he trained down at Booker T School and at Reality of Wrestling. So I mean, he was he was destined to be good for, and he's a I mean that dude is a true athlete. I can't put him over enough either. He's fantastic. If you haven't seen him? Go look him up. All right, one of our regular listeners who is still listening, which is great because it's been 16 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he wants to know, does Stackhouse, which you, uh, have any dreams of going to the WWE or AEW also, to add to that, who would want who would you want to work with from either one of those promotions? So that kind of stacks on what I was thinking, which was like, you've been doing this independent thing, you've been doing GCW, you have your own thing in Oklahoma, but I mean... Are mm-hmm. you driven to try to get to that level where you're on AEW, which, I mean, honestly, in my view, came out of nowhere. Like, it happened, but WWE slash WWF slash whatever, they've been around forever. AEW showed up about, what, two years ago? Is that right, guys? Three years ago. Three years ago. Three, uh, yep. you know, But 
Are you what you're doing, where you're at, what are you after? Are you trying to get to those levels? Are you really, are you good where you're at? Because a lot of people, you know, they, they say, you know what? I'm happy here. I'm not looking for more. But Dwayne wants to know if you are, and if so, how and why and with who? Man, uh, it, I, it's kind of weird because if, if you'd asked me this question a year ago, I, I mean, I would tell people that I'm just, I'm because I listen to Jim Cornette. And I, I would say that I'm just one of those guys that plays wrestling. Like, I'm fine being the weekend guy. Like, this is something that I get to do. I love doing it. I get to hang out with my friends on the weekends. But now, like, I, it's the same old classic story. Once you get a little piece of success, you want more. And now, obviously, I'm driven. Like, this is what I'm doing now. Like, I've been I've been blessed enough with from the fans, sharing all my stuff on the social media, and, like, these promoters that have reached out to me and stuff like that. This, I, I, got, I don't have to – I normally have a truck driver. And I don't have to do that anymore right now. Like all I'm doing is wrestling and I started a little sticker business on the side. And so like, this is what I'm doing now. And that's all because of the fans. So now, like, now I've been like, I don't know if the words re, re, reinvigorated with the love of wanting yeah, to do that this. Makes, that more, makes but sense. Now, yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously it's been my dream. Like the dream is the WWE. Like, I don't, I don't know if one person that I don't know why you would do this. If your dream is it, I mean, we, this isn't exactly, you know, like good on your body and it doesn't exactly feel good so you have to have a certain love for this to do it and why not why wouldn't you want to do it the best and obviously i would love to go to wb it's, like, it's, like, it's like the pinnacle is until, the paycheck the and, big and, paycheck yeah. and it's not and and it's not even just about like it's just if you love like i'm a nerd for wrestling like i, mm-hmm. I, I don't do this just for the paycheck i mean the paycheck's nice now i must i guess i take me a paycheck because i'm a son you know what i mean like <laughs> the money's good and like but that's not why like i've never done this for the money because they're what now there just happens to be money there used to not be any of that so and i did it for 12 years for little to nothing so I, i'm just a nerd for wrestling like i love i love wrestling i love wrestling it's given me every i talk about this all the time too it's given me everything i love in my life like my wife, I met through wrestling. We have a daughter now. I've been like I'm, all my best friends. I met through wrestling. Wrestling's given me everything I love. So to to be at WWE or AEW, that would just be the cherry on the top of the cake. And like I said before, it didn't seem like attainable, but now it seems like that's actually an attainable goal. And I mean, that's not the only reason that that I'm going after it now. But to answer the question of who, like I mean. It's crazy. Like WWE, uh, there's so many people I'd want to wrestle. Uh, Kevin Owens, that's a dream match, obviously. I nice. feel like me and him do, could do some pretty cool stuff. Uh, then AEW, they just signed Keith Lee. That's always been a dream. Whole whole lot so, of whole lot man. of talk about that guy on this show. Yeah. Oh yeah, I heard I heard y'all not liking him earlier. That's my bad. But I still want to wrestle. Him. You know what? If we don't, like if, if the people here don't like him, that means we're cheering for you automatically. Well, see, boom. That's see. I meant to do that. See, for the wind. Mm-hmm. Already, already get, already getting me on my side. See, yeah. And plus, like I said, he, he's not, he's not gonna throw me halfway across the arena like he did before he cast me. So, it'd be fun to watch him try, though. It's because he has a weak wrist, right? Hey. It's a weak wrist. That's it. It's his wrist wasn't working that day, right? Right. <laughs> but yeah, like that's all, that's always the dream. That's a good question because I haven't even I haven't really sat down and thought about that until recently. Because like, Dwayne, said, like I'm, this stuff list- has just been it's been all recent for me. I'm just that's riding great. the train and trying not to mess up too bad. <laughs> have you have entertained any ideas of going international, like going to like Japan or uh, you know the UK, like doing some shows over there? Oh, I'd I'd love to go to Japan. Like I've always I've always been big on Japan wrestling, and they like they like big dudes over there. So oh, yeah, and I like I was I was on a, another podcast the other day with Charlie Haas, and he was talking about that he like that never seemed like a uh, 
like a realistic thing either until he said live on the podcast that he was going to send my stuff to his people in Japan. And that is just, that's like, that's just great. Like, like I said, like I'm a, I'm a small town guy from a tiny town and like this stuff has just been absolutely crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, because now I got like, like this person legitimately has asked me this question because they think that there might be a little, like they wouldn't be offended if I was in WB or in AEW. And the thought that people think that is just crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you'd make big waves in either one of those companies if you showed up there. Yeah, that's but uh, that's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you didn't talk about going to Japan. I mean, we were talking about Vader yeah. and Bigelow earlier. Those guys. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they made their name that. Yeah. They could have made a living there and never worked in North America if they wanted to. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, they definitely loved their American monsters in, uh, in Japan. As yeah. an independent, do you do you have a manager that feels like calls from all these different entities? Do you got do you have a, a promoter that goes out and like tells all these people, hey man, Sam's available, he can do this for you. I mean, how does that work as you? Because you're you're an entirely independent guy, right? You're not signed to anybody. Yes. You're not owned by anybody. No. You're not you don't owe anybody any allegiance. I mean, you want to be good to everybody that's treated you good, but you mm-hmm. don't owe anybody. They don't owe you. So, like, if I was running a promotion in the UK, I think Mark mentioned just a minute ago, I was like, you know, I need a guy to do this one match, this one time in London. Okay. Mm -hmm. What is the process when it comes to you? Because you're not, you know, you're not The Rock. You're not uh, even like one of the GCW big name guys. Everybody knows to go. They got to go to the GCW to get a hold of you. How do you get your work and how do people find you and get you to work for them? Oh, it's, it's pretty much all through email and social media. I mean, promoters reach out to you or you reach out to promoters and like, I do it. I do everything on my own. So, I mean, I make all my own, like everything you see on my merch table. I make myself, I make my own stickers, shot glasses, eight by tens. I make all my own stuff Nice. where we just, we just ordered all the stuff to start making our own shirts. Yeah. Where are you with relation to having somebody? And I, so, like, I know a lot of, I, this is Marco, and I know a lot of musician people, you know, mm-hmm. people in the music industry. They do a lot for themselves, but at some point they realize that they don't have the muscle. They don't have the time or energy. So, I mean, at what point do you decide, I need somebody to go out there and get me gigs as opposed to you trying to get them yourself? Are you there yet? Have you already had that happen? No, I was gonna say I don't. I don't know where that point is, but I sure do look forward to ever getting there. Nice. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I'm so busy, I need. If I'm so busy, I can't handle my own stuff. I mean, that's not a bad problem to have. I guess. Right. I'm telling you, so man. I look, the I look, minute, the minute I mean, these I, boys. I had, I had to go buy a book, to or like a like a planner book. So I mean, that's <laughs> that's, that's more step than one. Yep. than it was before. Yeah. Hey, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's about a hundred times more busy than I was. You know. A, a few months ago so I, yeah i had to i had to go because i got in trouble and double booked myself a couple of times so i uh, learned from that lesson can't be I'm, doing that too much hey, so. I'm, a, I'm a working musician <laughs> i've been there and also we're gonna need some more oh, yeah. shot glasses at some point <laughs> so we will oh, be yeah, in touch with you know. <laughs> let's see so we got another question well, here. mars s mallow has something for us mm-hmm. and I, I i assume that's marshmallow but it's mars s mallow <laughs> Uh, you got so, it. I got it. So he's asking favorite wrestlers growing up. Does do does he do you get starstruck meeting other wrestlers you grew up idolizing? Uh, yeah, I was I was in the locker room with Sting last week. Like how that's nuts. Like 
I got to sit down and have like a one-on-one conversation with with Jeff Jarrett on like multiple times now. So I yeah, I guess like and like I said earlier, like I'm a fan. I, I first and foremost, I'm a wrestler, but like I'm a fan of wrestling. Like I like I love wrestling. If I didn't love it, I wouldn't be doing this stuff. So like meeting these guys and stuff and then talking to them like yeah it's it's an it's absolutely crazy and also uh that guy he's they run modern wellness center down in fort worth so if you're ever in that area go see them they oh, yeah. take i mean like you can't see me because this ain't a camera one but like i'm moving my arm up right now and like my like my shoulders almost touching my ear i haven't been able to do that since 2017 and then these guys were at a show a few weeks ago and they gave that little that little sucker you know, a little sucker glass oh, treatment thing cup, or whatever. The cup therapy. The thing? cupping. Yeah, man, they did that, and like it loosened up everything in my neck, and now like I can move up there. So that's awesome. awesome. But they, their, their, their mission is to take care of wrestlers too. So they're good guys. Thanks for, thanks for hopping on here and watching. That's cool. <laughs> All right, so we've talked about the influences. We talked about the Hammerstein. Huh? So Tony Khan bought ring of honor this past week now mm-hmm. if they were to call you and say hey sam we want you to come and work with shane taylor just throwing a name out and where would your head be at going doing uh, like ring of honor stuff because they're not they're kind oh, of in I'm that not, they're in that rebuild without a question they're in that rebuilding phase right now they're kind of starting back from square one you know what i mean without it they wouldn't it wouldn't even be a second thought because i mean that's another place that i mean yeah they're 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 kind of on a restart, but I mean, that place still has, has so much history. And at the end of the day, it's still ring of honor, which is like, the, like no matter what, and plus AEW owns it now. So, I mean, they're going to like, say they turn it into their, their NXT. They can, there's worse things than being on, on NXT, you know, yeah. or like a variant of it. So, and, but I mean, because the chances are they're going to be signing people and stuff to ring of honor again. So, yeah. I mean, you know, if you're on ring of honor, that's a good thing. I mean, ring of honor, MLW, like, I mean, yeah. I like right now. What I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to build up. Like I got a little bit, a little bit of buzz right now. I'm just trying to take capitalize on that and just kind of keep the snowball rolling. Cause I've been lucky and I've like everybody I've worked with has helped me out get further and further. It just keeps snowballing. Like I got a call today about a huge booking down in Texas at one of the, like if, if local is at the top, this is like the next place. And oh. that's, that's huge. Very nice. So it's just, and yeah, so I mean, it's just been snowballing. But I mean, I, I'm I'm looking forward to see what what they do with Ring of Honor, because I, I I mean, obviously everybody's seen the rumors and everything like that. But I mean, I hope that they turn it into like a, a theater system to Ring of Honor, because then or to uh, AEW, because then like how many people has Ring of Honor signed or not Ring of Honor, but AEW signed? They're just sitting there right now because they don't exactly. have. I mean, they don't have enough TV shows for everybody. Yep, they got a huge long now, time right now. Yeah. And now they just gave they gave a bunch of guys opportunities to shine and not just you know set it catering. So yeah. And on top of that, like basically, what was it a few months ago? WWE basically said they were done with the indies. Yeah. So now there's a place now there now another place has opened up for indie people to go and have have something to look forward to because you know they're at a certain age at a certain thing. If you if you're not a certain thing, you kind of phase out of WWE or a chance at WWE. So. The more places that open up, I can, I have no problem with it. Plus, like right. I said, I love wrestling, so the more wrestling, the better. And it's all good wrestling, so yeah, that's even better. <laughs> so we kind of jump around. We don't stick to like a like a pattern. So we'll go from one. Thing oh, that's hey, my, my my brain doesn't do that either. So it's all good. So you so you, since you brought up MLW, I gotta ask about the match with uh, Jacob Fatu that you just had. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mm-hmm. scares the hell out of me <laughs> when I watch him on television. Yeah, me too. 
just doing like the Contra stuff he does in LW, and then uh, yeah. watching him yeah. team up with Juicy in GCW. Mm-hmm. He's just yeah. one of those guys I love watching because he's he seems like such a natural in the ring. Okay, yeah, he's so like there was a spot that almost got messed up in our match because he went for the whisper in the wind. And the rope was a little loose, and he slipped, and he still pulled it off somehow. Wow! And like, and like, my dumb self is so mesmerized by him still pulling off the move. I don't see his foot coming at my face. Uh oh. So, <laughs> so, but I mean, like, he's like that. Dude, I can't talk about him enough either because that dude is like he is so good at wrestling. It's insane. He has such control over his body, and like, I mean, he's not he's not like a super huge dude or anything. But I mean, he's bigger than most people, right? And he has. He has the control of his body of like a like a tiny gymnast person or something like that. It's so crazy, and like he's so good at be, at playing. His, I mean, like because he is an intimidating dude. Because I I went out first and I'm sitting in the ring, and he's coming out and I'm like, that's that's freaking Jacob Fatu right now. <laughs> you know, like he is he's good at his he's good at what he does and like and it's just it, yeah that match that match I think helped. I mean, it helped me out. A lot like it was it was important not only did i get i got the win which was huge getting a win over somebody like that but getting to wrestle someone like that was huge for me and because like i said that was just a dream match that i like i never thought that was going to happen like that's insane and like we had it we had i mean there were, that match couldn't have went any better than it went like everything was exactly how it should have been it was yeah man it was it was a good night there which on and there was like 750 people there which is one of the one of the biggest crowds that yeah. I like. I'm not used to being in crowds that big. We fought all through that crowd, yeah. and they were into it. And like, yeah, it was. We got we got the the stream actually got kicked off the internet because yeah. I don't know what I'm allowed to say on here, but they were saying, "Holy, you know what?" And it got the stream kicked off. So was uh, is <laughs> they Jake... missed the last the stream the stream missed like the last minute of the match because they got it, the, the stream got cut off for language. <laughs> is uh, is Jacob the highest profile opponent you've had so far? I can. Like um, besides Cardona, besides I guess. Cardona, yeah, yeah, but yeah, for sure. The I mean, the, the as far as the the in, like independence, like, yeah, he's by far the biggest. And then I got to wrestle like it'd be him. Then Dante was huge for me. I wrestled ASF a few weeks ago. That mysterious Q, like I said, like all all those guys down, in, all those top guys down in Texas, I've got to work with. And but yeah, I fought too. Is by far my that was my biggest match to date, in more ways than one. Because like I said, I got to not only to get to wrestle him. But I got we were a main event on a sting that on a show that Sting was at and we were the main event and like everything went good. So like I said, it was it was it was a good it was a good day there in Wichita. Yeah. We uh have a caller today, Joe Hammerslaw. Long time listener, first time caller. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> so hang fun. on, we're gonna we're gonna try and get him to unmute so he can talk to us. Joe hit the unmute. There you go. Hey Joe, can you hear us? Hey Hammer. Hey, how are you Holy guys? Shit, it's the hammer. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. You have a question for our uh, guest, Sam? Nope. We might have lost him already. I would say, who's your all-time all famous wrestler? All right, Sam. Who's your all-time favorite wrestler? I have to go... It's a hard question. It, I have Sam, the correct answer reasons. is always Hulk Hogan because it pisses off Mark. Yep. Oh, <laughs> he's an ass. See, oh, see that, was, that was all before. But that, that, that you told us earlier that precedes you, so we understand and we respect yeah. it. I think you said Jeff Hardy is <laughs> on the top of your list. Maybe close, right? That was my, that was my first favorite. Right on. Like, 
that was my very that was my very first rate. My I'm gonna have to probably have to say Mick Foley is my top wrestler. This this on everything is like I love Mick him, Foley. Nice like, when he was Mick Foley. Yeah, because I, I loved him when he was wrestling, and then like I've got to I've gotten the, the absolute privilege of meeting him a few weeks ago, and he was like it like you know they always talk about don't meet your heroes. If if your heroes Mick Foley, meet him because he is a fantastic yeah, person. I, I have to and, agree like, with just that. The, yeah, just like the stuff he taught me too. Like I got to sit at a meet and greet with him for a couple hours because I was like, because it was in my town, so I got to be there and stuff. And I know the people who run the comic book store that he was at, so I got to go up there and hang out with him. And like just watching him interact with the fans was fantastic. Obviously, like some of my top memories of wrestling, like one one of my first one of my first big memories was him getting thrown off the hell in the cell. That's one of my first big memories of wrestling. Like, and then like I said, he was just such a fantastic person. So I'm gonna have to go with Mick Foley as my all time favorite because. He was up. He was that's, he was up there before I met him, and then meeting him. I think like that's he's a, not, uh, he's valid, not only one of my favorite wrestlers, but one of my favorite people. Nice. I'm just curious. Uh, we I've gotten to meet McFoley a couple times. And he's always great. I've been him a couple book signings. Mm-hmm. Did he shake your hand? Yeah. No, he did the knuckle or he did the <laughs> fist bump. Okay, because that's kind of a, I think that's a common thing with Mick. I don't think he does a lot of handshakes. Yeah. Anytime yeah. I know somebody that's yeah. met him, I always ask that. If he, if yeah. he did the handshake. Mark over here actually oh, yeah, no, likes no. when people do the knuckle thing. I was going to ask the same question. I'd met him once before, and I was told, yeah, don't touch him. And so it's, he it's, charges for everything. So, you so know, Mick's got to make money. It's common sense to know that when you meet Mick Foley, don't shake his hand. Just fist bump. Yeah. Just that's because he's one of the baddest dudes on the planet. He would crush your hand. So that's you, it. You, know, you just, don't want to. He would squeeze your dry <laughs> all your blood. <laughs> He's got that tough of a grip. What's that, Joe? He's got that tough of a grip. Yeah, that's right. Well, he right. sure does. Hey, the man's uh, got Sam, three personalities. Jerry Denton's sitting here yep. on our uh, our live stream, and he says he'd like to see you and Cardona square off again. Any chance? Well, I, if anybody wants to make that happen, the way basically the way wrestling works right now is you you let your local promoter know what you want. And then they have like this, most of them down in Texas anyways, they have like a sponsor thing. So you tell them what you want. And then if you, you pay for like, you pay for it, you get the match. Well, you almost, <laughs> Jerry, it sounds like you need to make hey, a few phone calls, uh, brother. You almost squashed his best friend in New York. Guys... There's a feud there already. So I think, that's you what know. I'm saying. It, it wrote itself. It, yeah. It's writing itself. I mean, it only makes sense. It only makes sense. I need to get, I need to get a rematch on <laughs> neutral ground. You know, when I can actually be dressed to wrestle, you know, that might be nice. (laughs) We got Brian Doyle just checked in and said, and I'm quoting his lines, Stackhouse's total package. I don't want to (laughs) know. Really has no comparison in today's wrestling, I think. So Brian believes there's nobody else in wrestling that competes with you in the total aspect of wrestling. That, that's a pretty that's fucking a, heavy compliment, that's brother. A compliment right there. Hey, that gimmick's hey, available now. A, Luger's not doing much, so right. <laughs> it could be the total package. To, to be fair, to be fair, full transparency, he's he's a little biased because that's that's my day one right there. Oh yeah, right. Like I've known I've, I've known that dude since I was like I was eight. I met him at a party when I was eighteen. I I'll, go, I'll tell you, I contribute me being a part of me being a wrestler to him because we were at a uh, I was at a party with a girlfriend when I was like eighteen, seventeen. My, I might have been seventeen. And uh, he was wearing a, a modest Yahoo shirt, and we started talking about that. And then we started talking about wrestling somehow. And he's the one that the little place at comp- Compound I trained at in Tulsa. He's the one that told me that place existed in the first place. And nice. then I started going to the shows, and I started training. So 
that's my day one right there. That's my guy. And he wrote, he wrote the entrance music I used, and I just, I just recently got a new one. But he, he used, I used the entrance. He, he wrote for me for about five years. Nice. Now that's so that's my guy. That's, my oh, that's guy. badass. I'll tell you what, man. Narge, uh, Narge here always talks about the fact that you know, because I mean, he's got a wife and a couple of kids, and a bunch of his friends are like, yeah, "What's three. wrong with you, dude? Three kids." Yeah. A bunch of three, kids. Three that I know of. You said a couple. <laughs> I said a couple because the third one's not his, right? Wrong? What? That's the rumor. Anyways, uh, (laughs) but Narge here always, always talks about when he goes places, he's always wearing a shirt that represents something that matters to him. Sometimes it's wrestling, sometimes it's music, but he talks about the impact that what he is wearing on a given day has actually influenced other people. So you're talking about your buddy here, your day one. You know, and it's like, it's the same thing. It's like, you know what? My buddy walked in with my, my face on his shirt, and all of a sudden people are calling me asking what's going on. And people don't realize how important that kind of ground swell, uh, really low end, you know, that matters. The the only reason this podcast is happening, actually, just to tail on that, not to cut you off, Sam, is I wore a wrestling oh, no, shirt to the bar one night. And uh, mm-hmm. Mark here, the other co-host, saw it, and he was like, Nice You're shirt. into wrestling? I remember what the shirt was. Yeah. What was it? It was the I Broke Wahoo's Leg shirt. It sure was. Valentine. <laughs> Y'all are just, you're just now hearing, okay, guys, go ahead, go ahead. Exchange rings, please. Yeah. You're now hearing the true story of the romance that is the Reb and the Narge. So, Sam, I have a question. Uh, Speaking of t-shirts, though, I'm on Pro Wrestling Tees right now. Um, I got a... Yep fat stack of shirts earlier in the house today no pun intended is there a stack house shirt in that group there there are well under sam there are four who is chelsea did you buy one of them that's my that's my wife oh she's got a shirt that's fucking cool yep Yep. is her shirt prettier than his it's purple and turquoise yeah so it is prettier i do like this one with your face on it i'm gonna have to order that i think that's pretty awesome i don't wear a lot of wrestling shirts with dudes faces i was gonna say that's that's big he doesn't do shirtless dudes or faces usually on his (laughs) wrestling shirts he's only in the country musicians faces Uh, i've never even had one of those shirts no man you better order one with my face on says stackhouse yeah Yeah, i've never i've never even had one of those that's a badass (laughs) shirt i like it and i like uh sam stackhouse is okay that's awesome (laughs) Uh, our our other co-host mark here's uh his shirt said, world's okayest podcaster. So you guys are, you know. <laughs> the vote will be taken hey, next sure. Tuesday. It's hard Wait, to be I'm humble. waiting for the uh, jump in the rail uh, uh, jersey that I asked for. You know you know what? Thank you for segueing to that. Mark, explain to the people that we are working on merchandise. We're work- we are working on merchandise. We got some T-shirts. We're uh, working on a Tequila Nard shirt. Yeah, I know the T-shirts. You have the T-shirts. The Tequila Nard shirt is going to be the best-selling shirt ever. Anyways. We're going to have um, to get a shirt out to Sam, though, in Oklahoma. Oh, absolutely. We're, yeah. I'm working on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, Sam, uh, Sam, Dwayne wants to know, Dwayne's another regular listener. He wants to know, has Stackhouse had any real life heat with any other wrestlers? And I'll be honest, I don't know if he's being insulting or honest or just I'm misunderstanding what he's asking. I think he's putting his smart fan. Right, right. There it is. So he's being a super fan. Right. So what what, what say you, Sam? Uh, No, not really. It's like I'm a pretty, pretty happy person so it takes a lot to make me mad and not very many people have done that so are mad enough to well i take it back there was this one time okay i've never been more mad in my entire life 
and like I did something I shouldn't have shouldn't have done because I like it was there was a dude and I was helping I was helping book the shows so I was trying to make sure everything went off like it was supposed to and everything and he went out there and started going he was supposed to go out there and say he was hurt and he couldn't defend the belt so they were gonna like they were gonna give the belt up or whatever and the real story was because we have to get licensed in Oklahoma and he didn't have the money to get his license that was the real thing or he didn't do it in time or something and he went out there and he must have watched CM Punk on youtube today there that day or something like that because he went out there and turned like a, a three-line promo into a 10-minute hijacking the show thing so i kind of ran i kind of ran out there in the middle of the show and like ran him out the building but yeah I, I was mad that day so i don't know if that was i don't know if that counts as real life heat but because i mean i was fine all I, that, I was i was all, perfectly all i was that. perfectly happy like 10 minutes later just you know <laughs> at the moment i wanted to kill him so all that because he couldn't decide not to hire his own manager to take care of his shit is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah See, now exactly. we're giving the heat back. If that guy was smart enough to do his shit right, he'd have had a manager handle his business. Instead, he tried to turn around. He gaslighted everybody. Or he just handled his own business. Well, and, well, no, no. And no. I, I felt bad, too, because the NWA world champion at the time was upstairs. Because <laughs> he was in the main event of that show. Is that Murdoch? So, <laughs> Who was then, that? Yeah, the, it was. It was all. It was Aldis at Aldous. the time. Nick Aldis. Because this was this was pre-pandemic and stuff. So this was about three years, three and three years ago, probably. Oh, like okay. That. So, but <laughs> and I felt bad about that. But that dude, that dude got what he deserved. Because then the actual the actual promoter got a hold of him, uh-huh. and it didn't end well for him because he he swung on the promoter, and then Ooh. he got, and then he was he. Then the dude was waking up about three or four minutes later because the the promoter was an act, like is an actual MMA fighter like he's had MMA fights and that dude swung on him and it was it wasn't a good choice for that man to make so he got what he deserved yeah and I didn't have to I didn't have to do anything <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's the only time I've ever had like heat with another wrestler. How has the pandemic, and I I don't mean the business side of it, okay? I'm talking personally. Mm-hmm. You as a as a contestant. Uh, an operator, uh, you know, competitor, that whatever word we're going to use here. How is that? I mean, like, did you like all of a sudden get a call one day and say, Hey, you know what? You got to wear a mask or you can't do this. You got to stay home for three weeks before our match. I mean, how did you have to adjust? Because all of us have had some adjustments, right? But you're in a very yeah. contact arena. You're, there is no pretending to be, you know, you can't be six feet away. You can't flip a guy from six feet. I mean, you can't even flip yeah. them off, but how, how did they make you as a part of the show adapt so that you can get through the last couple of years until we're, we're finally opening up. So now it's like, ah, fuck it. Just do what you want to. But how did that yeah. affect you? What did you do? Uh, well, honestly, I, I live in a part of the country where like it, it, it didn't really, it didn't really affect much here in Oklahoma because we never, we've like, even over the past, like, whenever it first started, like we, we were never really shut down. Like, I think we stopped doing shows for like maybe a month and then started doing shows again. So in Oklahoma, it never, it didn't really, it hadn't really affected me. And then I know, I know some States, some States are different. Like when we were in uh, uh, New York, you had to show your vaccine card just to get in the building. Like you can't, you can't even get a slice of pizza in New York without showing your vaccine card. Right. I've heard that. So you can barely yeah, get so like the state. If I were in a different, yeah, if I were in a different state, it would have affected me a lot. But being, being, I'm being down here, like I said, it didn't really, 
we we've never really been shut down here, so it it didn't really didn't really affect it here. I, like we started when we we stopped doing shows for like I said maybe three weeks, maybe a month, and like the first few shows were like those like a few people made ma- or did matches in that time, like got together and just filmed in the empty arena thing. <clears throat> but like I said, we didn't even have to really do that because about a month a month after the shows or a month after we stopped doing shows, like because we had a uh, like a ten people max get together limit or whatever for a little bit and then as soon as that went away we were back to doing shows so it honestly didn't didn't affect me very much if i'm being honest business wise or or uh like wrestling wise because like i said we didn't we didn't stop down here <laughs> i mean people people basically it's the same thing as everywhere if as long as you're smart about it, if you're sick don't come to the show you know it's i mean that's pretty much how we handled it if, if anybody was sick we got like we would go like we would not or they wouldn't come and then if somebody ended up getting sick test positive or anything like that like they were honest about it so everybody else could go get tested i mean we you know we were just responsible adults about it it worked out pretty good how many shows you were involved go go ahead okay so i have a question oh hang on a minute now hang on a minute you're not being paid to ask questions just hang on a minute now (laughs) apparently the hammer has a question we have to hear the question but hammer i'll tell you what if you're drunk i'm knocking you the fuck off the line i'm (laughs) I'm at home chilling. So, all right. Uh, what's your what's your thoughts of Stone Cold Steve Austin coming back after 19 years? Uh, I'm hoping it's on the second night of Mania, not the first, because I get to go on the second night. So, <laughs> hey, I'm hey, uh, I get to be hey, there. Hey, Sam. WrestleMania 38. Yeah. That's what it is. They, they say 30, WrestleMania 38. Yes, you're right. I hope so. So, Sam, it is the first yeah. night. That's the sad part oh. for all of us because we're going to go see Fozzie that night. We're going to see Fozzie Dang. rock the hell out. And then we're going to watch both nights of WrestleMania in a one-day event in our house. So we're happy about that. Uh, but yeah. I think Joe is right. What do you think about Stone Cold showing back up after how many years has it been? Uh, no matches in 19, 19 years. It's 19 like- years. <sighs> Holy shit, man. What do you think? I mean, I'm not... A- I'm not expecting a classic, but I'm ex- like nostalgia is in right now. And you no matter realize what it is, Rust is still movies, classic. TV, music, you know, yeah, nostalgia's in right now. So just if he comes out there and you know he's still in shape, like he's always yeah. been in shape. So if he comes out there, that glass breaks and he comes out there in them black boots, black knee or the knee pads and the black tights, man, Hell, that's just, just Daisy that's gonna be crazy. Yeah. I, w- I was there at WrestleMania 32. Um, I don't remember who was in the ring, but I remember it was uh, New Day and like Seamus and Alberto. Oh yeah, you talking about the first yeah. time at ATT Stadium? Yeah, I was right there, on. and they yeah. brought Sean out, they brought Foley, but then they brought Austin out, and I swear to God, AT and T yeah. Stadium shifted about ten feet. Yeah. Like I'd never been in a building before with that. I mean, I still I can still the remember energy? that feeling, the energy. Yeah. It was. And I saw, I saw Metallica. Imagine. I saw, you know. God so. knows the Cowboys can get that kind of energy there. <laughs> Only uh, for the first if, two quarters. Like, imagine if KO, like, jumps him. If he comes after and jumps him, and then we get to see, what is it, the, the Fez press, and he starts laying them punches in. Oh, oh come on, the mud hole and all that stuff. Come on. That place is going to explode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. Like, I'm a nerd for wrestling. Like, that, I'm getting the chills just thinking. It. And yeah. I, it ain't anything to do it. But just the reaction that that's going to get, like, because, I, I mean, like I said, that's, I'm big on people living their dreams and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, there's people that are huge Stone Cold fans, and, like, their dream may be able to be, able to, be able to get to see him wrestle because they all they, they may have discovered him 18 years ago. Yeah. 
you know, and now, so they never got to actually see him wrestle. And he's so one of those. Imagine, like you're this. Yeah. Now you can do it. So that's, that's insane, man. Well, and he's that's one a of good those, time to be a wrestling fan. He's one of those guys that made wrestling universally accepted. I remember years ago, exactly, yeah. you know, nobody really talked about being a wrestling fan, but when you were out and you saw an Austin three sixteen shirt, you were like, Oh, mm-hmm. they were everywhere between that or the NWO. Yeah. I mean, that made wrestling universally accepted. And I, I really feel like we're getting there again. We're starting to build some steam. I think AEW has helped with that. But we're, we're starting to get to a to a level where, you know, it's it's cool to be a pro wrestling fan again. It's always been cool to me. That's why we're here. But a- AEW is reawakening some of the long-lost fans of the WWE that got bored with, hate to say it, Mark, the shitty creative side Why are you of the WWE. I don't book it. <laughs> no, I'm just saying sorry because I'm not trying to insult you, but let's Why be clear I? here. I the two ins- of you have totally I'm, different views. I'm, it's not totally different. Okay. You, you always have 80% try to diametrically you, opposed. You always try to You're right, I am. Big you know what? I am being I am big media. I am trying to create controversy He is the is Liz mine. to our macho in the middle, Hogan. motherfucker. It's true. You are the you are the Miss Elizabeth. To my Hogan and his macho. But Hulk Hogan rocks. That's right. All right. (laughs) And Liz thought that in 89, too. So, Sam, you said you're going to be at WrestleMania. You you have good seats? Night night two. How are your seats? Oh, I'm just just getting whatever the cheap thing is. I'm going to be in the room. I've never never even... Yeah, I'm just going to be there. Like, I've I've never even been to a pay-per-view. Like a WWE pay-per-view. If I get it it to you in time... I'm just trying to be there. If I get it to you in time, I don't have any shows on Sunday. Yeah. So. If I get it to you in time, I want you to wear a jumping the rail T-shirt to WrestleMania. Oh, I definitely will. <laughs> I definitely will. And then you so, gotta find the nearest hard camera and just just show it. Just get just get us on WrestleMania. We'll so one of our frequent <laughs> listeners and guests asks Stackhouse, "What is your favorite WrestleMania?" Uh, what was the what the what number was it in Dallas when it was Stone Cold and Rock? Was it like uh, 17? 19? Uh, Houston, 19. It was, it was Houston. It was 17. 17. That's right. Uh, that was it. Right? Yeah, seven, that's what yeah, I thought. Yeah, that's my favorite Seattle. one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite one, too. That's just top to oh, bottom. Yeah. It was yeah. such a good show, man. Yeah. Is 17 well, the, the one where Motorhead was, was at? Yeah. I mean, and I had to take yeah. Triple H. Yeah, my, well, was... plus my, my brother was there, too. So I, I, like, I remember that one more than any of them, too. So. <laughs> yeah. Just the scale of that. That was the first really big one they had since like WrestleMania three, I think six. Yeah. Plus, oh, that was, six that was, in. that was around the time where I really started getting into wrestling. Cause I was a teenage, I was, you know, 12, 13 years old, something like that. So that's when I was getting into it. Uh, Keith 18 was rock Hogan. Not said <laughs> Keith Gibson chiming Keith Gibson, in Keith Gibson, our buddy from clubhouse science radio, trying to be trying to help out. And I have to correct him. because oh, I, was gonna, I was going to say, what? yeah, whichever one was rocking. Um, or, yeah, Rock and Stone Cold Winter. Yeah, which yeah, one that one was? The one when Austin turned heel and joined up with Vince. Yeah. 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 That's my jam. All I care about is the day Hogan beat Randy the Macho Man Savage because it. <laughs> now you're just trying to piss me off. I am. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I don't know if you heard the show from a couple of weeks ago, Sam, but I kind of flew off the, off the handle about the Mega Powers. Um, I may have made a Uh-oh. spectacle of myself, but I stand by what I said. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Keith, uh-oh, uh-oh. Keith, Keith, I can correct Keith, you. Keith is not sure you should be correcting him. Hey, Keith, you know how to dial in, don't you, brother? <laughs> yeah, you said you were calling in on Sunday, buddy. Keith, there's a thing called Google. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love Keith. 
Yes, we do. Yes. Keith is awesome. Keith, the uh, owner-proprietor of Clubhouse Lounge Radio, where you can hear this podcast and many other podcasts, sports, baseball, etc. And a lot of Central Illinois original music acts. That's right. correct. And the best wrestling podcast in Central Illinois. Oh, they're on this, too? They're also on this? Ah, oh, crap. We're Sam, let me ask you this. So, so I did some indie wrestling years ago, and my, my big deal was always trying uh, to find uh, trying to find gear and stuff like that. Where do you where do you get a lot of your wrestling yeah. gear, your boots, and all that good stuff? Uh, it's full transparency. That Bam M gear I have now, that's the first custom gear I've ever had. Before that, I just wrestled in a basic black singlet or, re- or black and red singlet and then wrestling boots. Okay, my boots were given to me by my best friend. Uh, he gave them to me for my birthday a few years ago. It's <laughs> awesome. I still, been, I still have those. I'm, and I got, I'm getting some new ones now because now, now that I got that first gear, now I kind of got the, now I kind of got the itch. Now I understand why a lot of these wrestlers have a closet. They have more gear in their closet than they do clothes, and now I can see why. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I, so, I, but I love I, the. Uh, I got it. I got gear. it designed. I got it designed by a guy here named Scott Brumley from Oklahoma, and then a guy named Coy Phillips. I believe he's at, I believe he's out of like Virginia or something like that. He's the one that actually made made the physical gear, but the design was made by a guy here named Scott Brumling. He's fantastic. So we got another question. Uh, Jerry Denton's really lighting us up this week. Uh, any dream matches? Yes, doesn't matter who. I want to wrestle Effie. Nice. Oh, Effie yeah. is so fucking awesome. Effie yeah. is Marco's guy oh, right now. Effie. Yeah. I want to. I want to wrestle him at GCW. That dude <laughs> is so much any, personality. I want to wrestle. I want to wrestle anybody at the Showboat. So that's my dream. Nice. I just want to have a match at the Showboat in Atlantic City. That's nice. so anybody that anybody. <laughs> but so, Big Vin is also on my list of people I would love to have a match with. Big Vin. Mm, Big Vin. Yeah. I'd like yeah, to see more of him. Man, they, I, you know, they used him at Hammerstein, and then we haven't hey, saw him since. He's, so. He's, He's got some. He's got some pretty big stuff coming up that I've seen down in uh, Mania Weekend because I know I know he's wrestling Juicy on Mania Weekend at that GCW versus LA Fights show, and then um, I saw him versus uh, somebody else. Now I can't remember who it was at, at the at the uh, the show that I'm going to be on at at seven thirty on Saturday that day. He's wrestling somebody, and I can't remember who it was, but I, I know it's a big match. So he's He's gonna be all over all over Mania weekend down there. So well, that's I'm a, good. I'm gonna call you out yeah, here, Sam. I know you said you're working at least one show. Now I know Joey's got his uh, clusterfuck that weekend. Any, mm-hmm. any, any chance we see you show up in that? Hey, I hope so. Because that's, that's <laughs> the one. Yeah, because I'll be there. Hey, I'll be because I I'm wrestling at um, IHW and IHWE because I just, I just saw somebody ask where I'm booked at in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm at Thursday. I'm at IHW at 5 p.m. and then uh, at 8 p.m. again for IHWE, and then uh, I'm at a, I'm at a title match for an IHW earlier than them in like a five man scramble. It's going to be pretty cool. And then um, then I'm in a tag match at, on the later show. Uh, it's me and a couple other guys against Tim Storm, so that's going to be cool. I've never got to be against Tim Storm before, former NWA champ there. And then the next day I'll be at World Class. Pro wrestling, I'm, uh, I'll be wrestling one of Booker T's students there, so that's going to be pretty cool. And then uh, Saturday, I'll be at the uh, unsanctioned pro there at the collective, and hopefully, hey, I'm, I'll be there. So hopefully, hopefully, I can pop up on, get lucky, and get 
added to some, added to a couple of those shows there because I'll be there for most of them. Yeah, heck so yeah. I, this is my first. This also this is my first time ever. Like you know, obviously every single every single mania, all the indie all the indies and stuff, they go there. So, but this this is my first year doing it, so it's gonna you know it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Just the I mean, because I was t- I was talking to my wife about it and. Uh, she was bummed that she gets to go. But I was telling her, I was like, it's probably not going to be fun. Like fun is in like we're we're not going there to fight. So it's going to be it's going to be busy. It's it's going to be brutal. But like the experience of being there and just living a re- living the life as a re- like it's just it's going to be it's going to be crazy. I'm pretty stoked for it. Well, uh, Sam, we got one more question. Then we're going to go ahead and we're going to let you get huh? out of here because I'm sure you're a busy guy. Okay. But we really appreciate you coming no. on with us. And we'll, oh, it's been a good time, but yeah, we'll be having you back, and I'll be in touch with you to get an address so I can shoot you that T-shirt. Uh, Dwayne, yes, sir. our regular guy, asks if you weren't a wrestler, what would you be doing? I'm actually a truck driver by trade, but I don't have to do that right now. So, right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a, I've been a truck driver since uh, got my CDL in like 2000, 2016. So was that like six years? So I've, been, I've been doing that, but luckily, luckily, like I said, thankfully, just because the fans sharing all my stuff and just the stuff I've got to do like recently, I don't have to do that right now. So, right. and I've got a, I've got a wonderfully, wonderfully supportive wife because even, even before all this stuff started to take off, like she, we talked and she let me, like we, we saved up money. She let me sit down and or we sat down and talked and she gave me, and I asked her if I could have a year to like, you know just fully go with this before I get too old. <laughs> nice. And she was, she was always like, she's supportive. Like, as I said, she, and I've also, I, I can't put her over enough. Either, Cause I've always gotten lucky because a lot of the, a lot of wrestlers have to explain wrestling to their significant mm-hmm. others, but I met mine through wrestling. So she, like, she knows she was a wrestler. She's been my manager a, a lot. So, I mean, she, <laughs> she understands. So I, I got a, I've got a, got a very good support system here at home. So that helps out. Very nice. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're ever working GCW up in the Chicago, let us know and we'll, uh, well, we'll head up so. there. Uh, Sam, before we let you go, uh, just kind of run down what you got coming up one more time for us just so we can get it out there. Let's see. This this weekend, I'll be in um, at uh, MPX in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And then uh, next Where's weekend, I'll be down to Dallas. Do what? Where's that being held? Oh, it's uh, Metroplex. Okay. Um, I don't have the address in front of me. I should okay. have been more prepared because I, okay. I just, it's, I'm making my, I'm, it's a, it was a lot. I'm replacing someone who couldn't make it. Apparently it was a last minute thing. They just messed me up. Gotcha. So the last minute thing. And then the week after that, I'll be in Arlington at uh, the Southern, at Southern Junction for uh, uh, World Class Pro. And then the week after that, I, well, that's the one I, I, I just got, I just got the call. Uh, about an hour ago, so I can't announce that one yet for the next week. But when I announce that, it's going to be huge. And then the week after that's Mania weekend, and like so I'll be at IHWE and IHW on Thursday, uh, World Class again on Friday, and then Saturday I'll be at that un- undisputed or uh, unsanctioned at the Collective. Very nice. And then so, I got, so a bunch, got a bunch. Got uh, Loco next Loco shows April twenty third. I'll be wrestling against Carlito for that one, so that's going to be crazy. Look forward to that. I have I've got some more GCW stuff coming up that I can't announce yet, but those, that stuff will be out soon. So you'll definitely see me back at GCW pretty pretty soon. Besides if, that, collected, so if you can't big announce stuff coming it, up, it's crazy. If you can't announce it, which we totally understand, respect any chance yeah. you can hint it. <laughs> you know, well, like I mean, it rhymes it's, with it's on the cargo. It's on the <laughs> no, it, it's on the other side. I'll say that. 
<laughs> well, that kind of well, it's 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 let's see, it's pretty far from where I'm at now. So and it's pretty big. So cool. it's it's cool. gonna be it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. Well, when that's finally happens, well, gonna go to Mesopotamia. Like yeah. I said, I'm I'm putting it out in the universe. Hopefully, hopefully. I'm at the showboat. Like I want, I want to get more of the East Coast. I've always yeah. been up there was for like New York, so I want to get, I want to get up there. So hopefully, Chicago. I wrestled in Chicago about oh ten years. Like yeah, it's been probably close to ten years ago now. I wrestled up in Chicago one time. I think that was the last time Narge got wrestled in Chicago at a Chase Ross show, if I remember correctly. <laughs> well, Sam, as you keep posting stuff, we'll keep sharing it, and uh, like I said, we'll have you back on again that. real soon. But uh, thanks a lot for coming on with us, man. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. We appreciate your time, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. I think this might be a good time for a short break, Marco. Then when we come back, we got to do your meme challenge from the last episode. Yes, uh, we do. Then we got our top 10 Tuesday. And and then we'll wrap her up. But uh, all right. We'll be right back. Thanks for all y'all listening.
All right, welcome back to Jumping the Rail. We're going to be in kind of the home stretch here. Uh, thanks again to Sam Stackhouse for calling in and chatting with us. That was a great That interview. was awesome. Yeah, he's a great guy and uh, fun to watch in the ring. And we're going to be keeping an eye on him going forward, I think. And I expect big. I just hope he was having fun like we were. I I would hope so. I mean, we're fun. how can you not have fun with yeah. us? We are wild we're and a crazy bunch of, guys. We're mushrooms. We're fun <laughs> I don't guys. know. I'm twice divorced. Apparently, people stop having fun with me at some point. Well, <laughs> when we're just drinking with you and talking shit, that's that's different. So, Marco, about a, our last episode, you put out the challenge on Facebook for the funniest wrestling-themed memes, and I think we have a winner. We do, and Keith Gibson, I know you're probably going to read this, hear this, whatever, later, but uh, we really, really do appreciate the uh, the uh, when you get permission from your wife to hang out with the boys meme. That picture is just perfect. That is like Narge, me, and Mark. And Narge the guy with his hands up going, yeah, I angle. get to drink with my boys again. Yeah, for reference, it's it's Kurt Angle in his shield gear behind Seth Rollins and John Moxley, uh, John Moxley you know, Dean formerly Dean Ambrose. But it's great. Kurt's twice their age, and he looks like he's having a fantastic time. And yeah. I, I mean, it, it kind of reminds you of the movie The Hangover a little it, bit. It's kind like, of when we yeah. went to Chicago to uh, Chicago this past uh, Friday night. A little bit of that. Uh, we went to I just Chicago want to point out Seth, Ro- Seth Rollins. Is that Seth Rollins right there? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins in this particular image reminds me a whole lot of the uh, character Jack from the current TV show, This Is Us. And if you've seen that show, you'd understand. As I'm, soon as you see the picture, like, oh, my God, I'm he pretty does. sure that's Sylvester Stallone's son in Rocky Balboa, right? Uh, can't think of his name. Yes. Robert. Yeah, he played Robert. He, The most guy, annoying was, character in the whole Rocky hang on, franchise. Hang on, hang on. No, no he's a in one. one of the shows, he used his own son. In the other one, he used this other guy. At Rocky Balboa. Milo Ventimiglia or yes. Milia, something like that, The right? kid from Rocky Five is just atrocious. He's That's dead actually now. his son. He's dead now. And we don't talk shit about dead people. Come on. I'm talking about his acting ability. Like somebody talking, Hitler. We talk I'm a lot sure of shit about somebody him. I'm sure he's Redmond. a nice boy. But <laughs> well, he was. He was in this irritating Subway commercial, too, if I remember right. <laughs> but that's a story for another time. Let's move on to happier discussions, <laughs> fellas. It is Tuesday, and it's time for everybody. So, Keith Gibson, just in case you Uh-oh. missed it, that was a contest. There is a prize pack. There's a gift basket. But we did tell you guys in advance that gift basket may just be wicker and nothing else. Right. Just but I'm basket. pretty sure Mark here is going to figure out a way to get Keith one JTR shirt, one JTR koozie. Well, he's already got a shirt coming because he hooked we us might up. Owe him. Yeah, I was going to say, we might owe him a shirt. shirt. <laughs> maybe, we give him, maybe we have him choose a different shirt size for another special person he wants that, to give them the shirt. That might work, too. Right on. All right, let's Keith do this. will be in touch. All right, so it is Tuesday, which means it's time for Top 10 Tuesday. The segment where I am never wrong. Ah. <laughs> All right. Ah, ah, the subject, ah. the top 10 reasons Hulk Hogan is a horrible human being. I'm, I'm kidding. It's, there's way more than 10. I'm out of here. No, because no. he made <laughs> Macho Man look as bad as he really is. You can't make Macho look bad. He's styling, baby. Styling and profiling. But you know, my dad, my dad used to say it all the time. He, I don't know. Styling and profile. I'm like, that's Ric Flair. Flair He's a Ric Flair fan. But how the fuck did my father, who didn't like wrestling or anything about it, come up with that shit? Uh, everybody loves Ric Flair. He probably song. saw it on a fucking commercial. Whether right. it was your dad or a stewardess, everybody loves Ric Flair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So our subject kind of goes along with our guest from this episode. Hey, I'm going to have to say that. Hey. What the that. fuck yeah. did that guy? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
God, is that you? It's like a specter Hello. from the heavens. God's, God. God's voice is a whole lot fucking higher than I expected. I thought it would be booming down from not shrieking, not not shrieking in from the East Coast. Okay, Hammer, this is your last chance, and I'm kicking the fuck out. Go. Don't kick me out. Go ahead. You were saying something. You literally blew all our eardrums. Do it. Don't kick me out, but I would say Don't kick me that, out. Uh, I would say that Charlotte Flair made my world a couple weeks ago during oh, the wrestling shit. event that we watched at your house was there okay. a wardrobe malfunction were you here with with our other friend joe watching something we weren't no we did a we, we did that wrestling event here oh, oh royal rumble yeah. royal rumble yeah everybody stop yelling in my ear hey <laughs> we did the royal rumble joe why did charlotte fair make flair make your whatever the fuck it was say something appropriate now he's muted <laughs> he fell asleep wake up joe Hammer. We're losing guest hammer. Come three, on. Three seconds and you're getting kicked out. One. And. Oh, wait, wait. Oh. Nope. He's gone. Come on. And goodbye. All right. I will answer for him. Hammer really enjoyed Charlotte's flair work, work rate. Oh. Just loved it. <laughs> Hammer's a big work rate guy. Thank like you, Redman. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> All right. So. Before we were entered by the voice of God there from our, our drunken friend. I, I got to admit, man, that was the weirdest shit ever. I'm like, out of nowhere, like, bam. Like, no who invited you? <laughs> All right. So because of who our guest was, and I don't mean Hammer, uh, our category. Mr. Stackhouse. Our category this week was greatest super heavyweights. And my criteria goes 350 pounds and up. This is my only rule. So. So. A year and a half ago, Narge would have qualified. Not anymore. The pain train the pain could train have been qualified. On pain so, train I mean, was never could... that at that that level. No. You never hit three fifty. Not while wrestling. No. You were built two sixty. Okay. I was between three and three ten while I wrestled, and okay. then yeah, right. I kind of let myself right. go after I got married. Hey, so. hey, the camera and the promotional materials add like forty pounds. That's right. So you know, yeah, like Keith Lee, <laughs> got married and you know ate everything in sight. All right, so top ten start and. I'm going to say this was a really hard one to put in any order. Aside from the top two guys, everybody else was interchangeable from three through he ten. Said it was hard. To We're going to have to mute Mark's. I know. Micro- right? he- What's in that cup, Marco? Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to get done by eight o'clock. Yeah, that is the plan. So, all right. So start with number 10 is one of my favorite guys. Uh, one man gang. Yeah. Also, Akeem. I was I was gonna say, does he get two spots on the list or not, just one? Okay. Just the one, but I liked the one man gang character better than Akeem. I agree, and not for the racial appropriation <laughs> reasons. The but, African dream. I mean, he could he could jump off the ropes. He could move. He was just big, mean looking. Had the mohawk. He does every. He was like a cartoon character when I was a kid. Oh yeah, fantastic. Number nine, I've got former world heavyweight champion, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. 400 pounds from the time he signed until the time he retired. He's an actor now, right? Nope. He's not a, that guy. No, they he, feature him on Friday nights. He says about three words and yep. get him off the TV. So Yeah, it's a good <laughs> career move. <laughs> he's a podcaster now. Yeah, he's on Busted Open every Friday and Saturday with Dave LaGreca. No, Mark Henry, he was a, a former Olympian. and Powerlifter. Uh, powerlifter. And, uh, Legitimate sexual, world's strongest man. Sexual chocolate. Not uh, not Randy Watson. Yeah. 
Number eight. Number eight. I've got the father of the Usos, Rikishi Fatu, at number eight. Mr. Stinkface. Mr. Stinkface. But don't let the ass in the face fool you. He could do everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, multiple characters, multiple sizes. Uh, he did it all at some point in his career. Yeah. It was... And when he did the uh, leap off the cage onto Val Venus in 2000, yeah. I thought he was going to kill him. He did it for The Rock. He did it for The Rock. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Mark Marco was correct once. Uh, Mark Henry was on one episode of The Big Big Show or whatever it is. If anybody the ever Big watched show that. Show. Yeah, The Big Show Show. He was on there one time. Oh, I don't. Nobody's show. even heard of that, Mark. What? <laughs> what is he doing? He's showing me random crap. He's gone rogue. <laughs> I don't, never heard of it. Days. All right, I'm going to move on here to number I've six. actually heard of the guy because of his B-movie accolades. Are they B-movies? They might be C-minus movies. That's like below the Marine. Well, I mean, the Mids, they're so. B-movies according to the industry, what? but they're F-movies I according mean, to anybody with taste. Gruber was an awful movie. <laughs> but he was in it. He was in and it. And we all know this movie. C. Rick, the great Kali has a more seasoned acting career than Mark Henry does. Yeah, he was in The Longest yes. Yard. Yeah. And he was in uh, Get Smart, too. All right, so moving on before this goes any further off the rails. Jump no, the rails. Number seven, The Walking Condominium from Atlantic City, New Jersey, King Kong Bundy. Five. Give me a five count. Mr. Five count. He, remember that guy? He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I a agree. damn shame. And, you know, with the the way it's going this year, there's no reason he couldn't go in as he is an, also a former Undertaker foe. Yeah. So, and there, it seems to be, Dwayne commented earlier, seems to be the year of the big men, so. Yes. All right, and, hang on. Hang on. Dwayne, we want to know where you think Yokozuna belongs before we read the next, is it four or five people? No, you know what? I'm not going to, I don't want to know. I want him to be oh. surprised. No, I want to know what he thinks. All right. Dwayne, what do you think? Dwayne, type it in. Where does Yokozuna belong on this list? And we're up to number four or number five next? We're up to number six next. Number six next. Okay. We're up to number six. So we got six down to one. Where do you think he goes, Dwayne? We got to hear this. Do, 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 do. I wonder what the delay is like, That whether he can answer quick enough. He's busy watching a Death Leopard video. Let's, I don't, let's, let's stay on Bundy for a minute here. Let's talk while about we're King Bundy Kong Harvey. Bundy. He's a badass. WrestleMania, I remember him. They built the big blue cage for Bundy yeah. for WrestleMania 2 because he was too big for the chain link cage they always use before that he inspired the last name of the family unmarried with children that he was no he, lie and he was on really and he was on he was on <laughs> they were based on ted bundy i didn't know that no the the creators of married with children were uh huge pro wrestling fans so yeah. they were bundy's their neighbors next door were the Rhodes family yep. so darcy doesn't that, have yeah. any tie-in to... no no she just ruins oh, everything Marcy. and then of course what's the name is jump the shark marcy darcy ted would McKinley. be a good wrestling ted mckinley name, yes <laughs> Marcy Darcy. Dwayne, where'd you go here, buddy? Come on, Dwayne. Dwayne probably thinks number one, so let's... <laughs> yeah, well, he also thought that Matt Riddle should not be the one to turn heel on Randy Orton, but we'll get into that later. That'll be our last topic. All right. Well, I'm not waiting on Dwayne. Number six, the Beast from the East. Bam, bam, Bigelow. I got number six. Like I said, this was hard Ooh, to put in order. Nice, yeah. nice. I'd have moved him up a couple, bam, I Bam's think, awesome. but I love Bam Bam. His run in ECW okay. may be one of my favorites. Me too. Dwayne thinks Yokozuna belongs at number four. Okay. Now That's I'm what not, Dwayne thinks. Now I'm not That's gonna it. Say, Just roll on. I'm not going to say whether he's right or wrong, but does he get something if he's right? 
Hell no. He get a, he gets to come here and be on an episode yeah, in two get, weeks. I'll tell you what. If he's correct, he can be on this next episode live in studio. And if he's wrong, we'll allow him to be in the studio, but we'll mute him the whole time. <laughs> yeah, have him on mute. <laughs> Thanks for coming, Dwayne. I, I Dwayne, I'm going to tap the keyboard like, it's not working. All right. So the, the stakes have been made for this. So Wait, wait. You said steaks? We're I am steak. hungry, too. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Dwayne, for the steaks. The, the six listeners we have are going to turn us off if we don't get on with the show. <laughs> number next. Five. Number next. That's a good phrase. Uh, number five, I've got from Cobb County, Georgia, the big boss man. Number five, Big Bubba Rogers. Didn't hold as many titles as the old Bammer, but, man, he, uh, he made every gimmick he had work, didn't he? He really did. Whether but, he uh, was an angel. Or, he was a guardian uh, angel, the boss, the big boss man, big, big Bubba. Bubba Rogers. Jim Cornette's bodyguard, paid okay. for by his mother. <laughs> just just good stuff. Everything he did was great. The stuff he did with Hogan when he first broke in. Talk about a guy who changed his look. I mean, he was a big boy when he came in. Him and Akeem, yeah. big, big. And then all of a sudden just dropped, uh, you know, like 80 he, pounds. Yeah, dropped an easy 80 pounds. He yeah. went down to about 350. Yeah. All right, so boss man is number four. Well, I out. Hang on. That was five. Here's number number five. five. Here's number four. Let's see right. if Dwayne's right or not. Number dun, four. Dun, you got on. a drum roll? <laughs> number four, former two-time World Wrestling Federation champion, Yokozuna. Oh, is number Dwayne. Four. Dwayne, we're not going to mute you, brother. We're actually not going to mute you. Mark will even pick you up on the way in two weeks. What, Narge will? Yeah. <laughs> we'll have, uh, Narge would, but Tequila Narge can't get him home. That's right. <laughs> We'll have uh, Hammer uh, be his Segway chauffeur. They'll ride back to back on the uh, on the Segway. What a wonderful Segway that was! That's a great Segway. It's a good Segway to number three. <laughs> All right, number three, uh, probably kind of an an easy choice for a top three for this category. I got uh, Paul White, the uh, oh, the Big Show, the Big Show, no more Ooh, BS, well. the Giant. Now I'm gonna disagree with you. Okay. I would make him number two. Because <laughs> yeah. I have no idea who your number two is, and I know I who your you. number one better be. I bet but you. But I think the big show ought to be right behind the number we've, one guy that I think. We've already talked about number two the entire episode, probably, if Mark. Oh, I that guy. Yeah, that's leading. That's cool. And then I'm going to have to that. leave. I dig that. <laughs> All right. So number three is Paul White. Number, number two, two is Vader. Number two is the eighth wonder of yes, the world. Yes. Andre the Giant. <laughs> See, Mark's wrong. I don't I give agree. a fuck what he thinks. I agree. Now, my brother is a loyal listener to this show, and for some reason he's calling me. So he knows we're doing this. <laughs> he's pissed. He wants, he wants to ring in. Oh, he doesn't have Facebook, so he's we not can listening. Mic him. We can mic him. Chime in. I don't know. All right, John. Come up to your mic. Hey, John, how you doing, John? John, you're on the podcast. First time caller. Are you there? I got the volume down because I didn't want the live. Put on speakerphone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Who's this? Oh, this is Stanley. Oh, this is my nephew, Stan. Stan, you're on the podcast right now, buddy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll give you a call back in about 10 minutes, all right? You're not calling okay. in your fried chicken order, are you? <laughs> Bye, Stan. All right, we'll talk to you later, buddy. Bye. Bye. All right, so hang on, folks. So what I just heard was Big Show was at number three. Andre the Giant was at number two. Yes. Which, in my un- educated opinion means exactly. number one must be this guy that's going to go into the hall of fame 
this year. He better be on this Num- list. <laughs> number one, Omas. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't kill me. No, it is indeed the Mastodon known as Big Van Vader. The man from the Rocky Mountains. Yes. The king of the White Castle strap match or whatever. White Castle of Fear. White Castle of Fear. You said Uh, White Castle? White Castle. Yeah. We had our own White Castle of Fear in the van. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of fear that night. (laughs) But no, two-time WCW champion. God knows how many world titles he held in Japan. Uh, Lackluster run in WWE. Should Honestly. have been more. I think politics played yeah. a huge. Plus, I think injuries didn't help either. Injuries. He came I know in hurt. Shawn, Shawn Michaels did not like him. No. So. He did not. How do you, you put Vader? Mark, you have to see. So, Andre, yes, he's well known. Andre didn't do much in the ring past, I mean, 1985. 85 <laughs> on, he was not him, not the same Andre. He was a nostalgia act at that point. But Vader. Andre, I will say Andre is probably the greatest attraction. Yes, beside of the Undertaker. But if okay. you, but if you're talking work rate, you look at Vader, work rate, athleticism, character. Four fifty doing a backflip off the top rope was uh, featured on Boy Meets World numerous episodes. Ethan so he Suplee's had that. Father, Ethan Suplee's father. Yep, he just he's a guy that just has been long called to go into the Hall of Fame. Mick Foley said maybe. This is the guy who deserves it more than anybody else that's not in. Yeah. So, so Vader was like Odd Job in the Bond films as opposed to Jaws in the Bond films. He nope. could do it all. Where Odd Job had a lot of shit going on. He could do shit. He could fight. Jaws was just big and ugly. But yeah. it's funny. Is that right? It's funny you make that reference because Odd Job was played by Professor Toru Tanaka, who was a who legendary was Japanese wrestler. wrestler. I know. I know. But I'm Who saying throws had, a shoe, honestly. one guy that would, had wrestling wrong, in Dwayne. him, You're and one wrong. guy was just oh, what's Dwayne big. saying? He said Andre should be one, so him and Mark are if wrong. There was, no, if, no, hang on. If hang Bader on. didn't exist, Andre would have been number one. Yeah. That makes sense. Like I said, I would have moved uh, Bam Bam up. I, Paul White, you know. Paul's got the resume, though. I enjoyed more Giant than Paul White. Is Me there, too. Is there, what about, where, do you have room on your list for Mabel? No. <laughs> now, Big Show. Not. Haystacks, Calhoun. Oh, Haystacks. Loch Ness. Yeah. Any of them. Loch Ness. Also, Giant Haystacks yes. is Loch Ness. How about, uh, Hacksaw yeah. Jim Dugan. Wasn't he a pretty big fella? He was He was under 300. Yeah. Really? He was like 280. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, wow, I thought but, he was a lot bigger. He was a man's man. man. He went to SMU before they got uh, the death sentence or whatever it was called in the 80s. Yeah, no more pancakes for you. Right. Uh, Ho. Wow, man! I, I no clue. I thought he was a lot bigger than that. No, but so. uh, I love this list, Mark. This so, may be the first time we've agreed in a very long time. So. It's all because of the Vader move. Yeah, it oh, is. Yeah, easily. If you had to put Vader number two, you'd have I thought about putting brother. Vader at number ten just to piss Narge off. Oh, but I could. Yeah, but he do was that. so big he would have crashed through the entire standings and landed at number one anyways. I, I would have no journalistic <laughs> integrity if I had done that. Vader has to be number one for the me. only other one that and I had to Google it because I knew I was missing one. Mm-hmm. The late great John Tenta, earthquake. He was a great one. Right there, I mean, right. There, it could be easily I, number the, eleven. The whole avalanche shark thing kind of ruined that killed it. it. Similar with Typhoon Tugboat. He he could have had Shockmaster. <laughs> Jesus. But but earthquake definitely is one of my as, all, he's one of my favorites. As so. a nod to our friend Bill Alfonso, I thought about Giant Gonzalez, but nah. I decided not to. Yeah. No, Y'all like believe this. in two weeks we're gonna have Dwayne, the, the Rock, Dwayne Rock Carter. Carter. Oh, Carter? Who? Dwayne, yeah. the Dwayne you, Carter. You told me we were having room. a famous Dwayne, as, as Dan Housen would say, the Dwayne, the Dwayne. 
Is it Dwayne Wayne? Wasn't he on uh, one of them shows? A different too? world. He That's was the, the guy one, with the Dwayne Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Dwayne all right, no, we're, we're not Dwayne talking Carter. About poison and Motley Crue and all that, right? Oh, we hang on. Talk no, no, we're not. We're not. We're talking wrestling. I'll and in you. fact, there's the two of you plus Dwayne are all supposed to come up with some creatives yep, for the that. WWE because apparently the WWE is not doing it the way they should. Anything that's usually better than what they're doing now. But know. there you go. So we're going to do that. We're also we're going to just talk of all things WrestleMania past next episode. Do we have an interviewee that day, or is this an open con- show? Uh, it's open no show. confirmed show right it's a, now, it's right? A, okay, as of now, it's unconfirmed. But right. it's the last show before WrestleMania. We'll do the pregame on WrestleMania weekend, where we'll talk about the current WrestleMania and all our predictions and everything. So this one's just going to be favorite moments, matches, performances. And, and some creative. And, some and creative. by the way, Dwayne, I know you're still listening. I, I need to let you know that our last guest host was this. Okay. Our last guest host set a new precedent. Y'all remember Kyle Reed coming in? Kyle came in, and what did he do? The first thing he did, he walked he, in with a bottle of Terramana. Okay, so Dwayne, just want to let you know, brother, while we don't expect it, we do love it, and the precedent was set. We don't mind being greased up, Dwayne. I'm just saying a bottle of tequila might keep that microphone unmuted for a little longer. That's right, brother. <laughs> Anyways, hey, man. This is a good episode, this guys. This is a good this show. Fun. Hey, thanks. Sam was awesome. Sam was great. Thanks to all the new people that checked us out for the first time on this episode. Hopefully, we uh, kept your attention and you'll come back and check us out again. Before I hope we you go. come back. Before we go. Uh-huh. Oh, there we go. In the spirit of Dwayne coming on, uh-huh. I want to talk about one thing and one thing only from Monday Night Raw last night. Is it the thing he was wrong about? It's the thing he was wrong <laughs> about. And that is RK Bro are now two-time WWE Tag Team Champions. Right. Randy Orton cut a hell of a promo at the end. Very excited. He he said he had never had any friends. I think he forgot he was in Evolution and they all these friends. other groups. They were business They were all business What else was he in? Evolution? Uh, Legacy. All that rated arcade. Bullshit. Oh, you know. uh, yeah. But he called Matt Riddle his friend, to use the F word. And Dwayne and said, oh, well, you know where this is leading. Randy Orton is going to turn on him. Mark, tell him why he's wrong. Because this is just a tailor-made for Randy Orton to get the rug pulled out from under him by the original bro, Matt Riddle. Because no one would see it coming, much like the RKO itself. Yeah, and the thing is, is Riddle wanted for so long to be friends with Randy. They became friends. But it took him so long, begging, begging, and pleading. I don't know where it goes. I don't know if Orton cost him the belt, what happens, but I'm ready for a Matt Riddle heel run. I think it would be awesome for him to work heel. Put him with Heyman. Oh, yeah. he. I think he would do fantastic. He's great in the ring. I mean, the rumors were that he was slated at one point to win the Royal Rumble this year. Yep. So there are high hopes for him going <laughs> then, forward. Then Brock winning. And then Brock winning. But, yes, Dwayne, maybe we'll talk about that when you come on in two weeks. We'll see. But uh, great episode. Appreciate everybody that tuned in. Thank you to the big man, Sam Stackhouse. Yes. That's all I've got to him. say. Uh, remember, uh, after next episode, we got Dwayne coming in and talking WrestleMania. After that, April 5th, we got Ninja Mac from GCW. And we're going to talk about the fucking WrestleMania. And we're we did talk, watch. And, we and we're going to talk about, about Fozzie because we're going to see him live, and that's yes. going to be badass. Yes. Jericho and his ab implants. By the way, folks, just so you know, Narja's birthday is April 1st. Yes, it is April Fool's Day. Literally, his parents looked at him and said, yeah, you got to come out now. <laughs> um, if you really want to see drunk Narge, if you want to see tequila Narge, feel free to send him five bucks on Venmo, Cash App, PayPal. 
No, let's stick to Cash App and Venmo because PayPal <laughs> used for other things. I don't hey, know how to use but, that app. Hey, go to Cameo, but, uh, find one of his favorite wrestlers, and have them send him a message on Nick, Cameo. Nick Gage. There you go. Dan Cameo Housen, him. Dan Housen, Nick Gage. Yeah. I was trying to buy the guy a lot of oh, tequila. Yes. Yes, Dan Housen, nice. <laughs> very nice, very evil. All right, Marco, we had something we tried to do at the end of our pregame show that didn't quite work. So we're and we hope this shot. time it will not fail. So yes. for the people of Ukraine. Hi, Vera. Sorry. Thank you